I am Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2 as we continue our casual rewatch around season 2B. Casual. This is, if I may say so, we picked some excellent episodes to rewatch. Casual rewatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, Did I, before we start, did I talk about the stupid little thing I wanted to remember from the sequel to the american ring from 2005 i don't think so totally dumb real quick uh mm-hmm. i i saw some little quick thing online from that stupid unnecessary movie and i totally forgot at the beginning of the movie it's uh sharon carter uh the actress from revenge and everwood who's trying to who's being forced to watch the samara video so that ian can live what I totally forgot that ryan merriman is in that movie in the ring sequel yeah, yeah. Huh, okay. I just thought it was such a Ryan Merriman role. <laughs> Trying to get girls to watch tapes so that he can live. Um, yeah, we watched some great episodes this time. Yes, we did. Um, before we continue, we've had some inquiries. What are you drinking? Uh, Stella Artois. Okay. How about you? One of those little magnum-sized bottles? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a uh, Syrah from the Castle Rock Winery. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, up on the 2011. Wine game. Just doing some research. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's dive in because uh, we're going to start with a great episode, season two, mm-hmm. episode 16, Let the Water Hold Me Down, written by Brian Holdman, directed by Chris Grismer. We've come across that guy a lot early on it seems like yeah i think we we talked about him like two episodes yeah ago. yeah uh, like <laughs> the 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 music when plo quotes music i think is fascinating so like a talking head song just seems so weird and so perfect for like these writers <laughs> um yeah previous episode of this featured again my favorite ship of plo all time which is Lucas and the Oar. Um, That's your favorite ship. Oh yeah, I I can write miles of fan fiction about Hannah and whacking him with that oar and send him into the drink. All right. <laughs> well done. Anyway, uh, we start out basically with the liars assuming that they've murdered Lucas, which I like. They're like, like Hannah thinks he's still alive, but the others are like, well, you like, yes, he killed him. Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Am I interrupting you? No, no, I'm just okay. uh, trying to work at the excitement for what you're saying. Uh, yeah, Hannah reveals that Lucas was the one who destroyed Allison's memorial too, um, which shocked any other liars. And then she almost drinks lake water. Um, gets a text from A about it. Uh, one of those classic moments where I'd be tearing apart that living room for bugs right after that. The timing is just too good. I don't know. I feel like Mona probably has like shotgun mics and all sorts of backups. Like it's almost like, what's the point? (laughs) 
Yeah, I would love that scene where Spencer rips apart her living room and finds like 25 different mics and listening devices mm-hmm. throughout the place. You could do it like in Stranger Things where there's a whole sequence of looking for the bug and they find the bug and it's just never mentioned again. There's no point to that entire scene. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. Hannah mentions like I, I, we'd never really realized that she held on to this the whole time, but she never told them about Lucas destroying the alley memorial until now. And she's like, oh, by the way, Lucas is a fucking nut job. Yeah. Spencer can't, I feel like, work up too much effort in being scared of Lucas, though, because, come on. I think they just assume that Hannah killed him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) that's that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, by the end of the scene, though, Spencer's already calling Lucas A. Like, that's how quickly she turns on a dime there. She's got a new suspect. I feel like even Spencer is just like that. That doesn't feel right, guys. I don't. I don't see him being capable of pulling this off. Um, well, they were assuming yeah, episode, he was like a helper, though, right? Like that he was the one who was sent to the greenhouse. He was the one who lost the phone. Like that was their working theory, I guess. Because mm-hmm. on the on the crisis line or whatever, he's talking about how he screwed up for someone else. Yeah, I mean, could be. Uh, Emily, Hannah, still living together. Um, a hilarious comment from an actual Rosewood parent when Ashley's talking how she she should call his parents and say something. She's like, I should at least take some responsibility. Yeah, kid came to my daughter's party and just disappeared. He didn't come home again. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, I think we talked about it when we were just talking about the slow mo shot of the burner phones being like emptied on the Spencer's counter. Fascinating. Yeah, that is an interesting shot. So I guess here's the question. Was this m- actually Mona hiding out in the cabin the whole time? Or, or yeah. is this all a massive false trail planted by Mona? Like, is this real or not? Is what I keep wondering. I don't see her being there all that often. To me, this seems like really out of the way for a lair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see her following Hannah and Caleb there that one time, but otherwise... Why would she be there? Yeah. Then again, I don't know why you'd go all the way to Ravenswood to rent an apartment to write a book. <laughs> I kind of wonder if maybe this is all just Mona laying a new false trail to fuck with the liars. Like Could be. at some point she may have bought some burner phones by the blind school and just like, you know, went and got the bag that she, you know, purchased them in and planted it there. See, but like she should have tied in the fake possible a nest at spencer's parents lake house Mm -hmm. to melissa somehow um because the blind school like one of the things they talk about is how melissa would would have passed by this every day or whatever but like of course then again that was was different that was a doll hospital that she'd pass by every day okay the the blind school Uh, is like 10 blocks away but then of course i feel like spencer would have that's when she would have seen through it where spencer would have been like if melissa was a you guys she wouldn't rely on lucas come Mm -hmm. on well, we know that Lucas was re- working with Mona back in, I think, 210, the massage episode, mm-hmm. the Touched by an Angel. So <laughs> this could have actually been his stash or or some, something related to it. Like, I, I was wondering at the end of this episode, because they're like, oh, I guess it wasn't Lucas who was the one in the greenhouse, but maybe he was. I mean, we know he was her helper at this point, so he could have been. Mm, could be. Um, 
the question is, was Mona and or Lucas and or anyone else like at the lake house when Hannah and Caleb went there to fuck? Oh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine if that was Lucas. That just gets extra creepy. He's he's watching it from like the, uh, you know, the eye holes behind the, the painting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, do I do I do this? It's like the mortuary, the mortuary question. Do I do I touch myself? Do I do something here? And he looks over and there's like Mona watching, too. And then they see each other and it's a little bit awkward. Yeah. I, hate I just think like Spencer's just like, there's four bedrooms upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but the couch is right there, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, later on, there's a bit where Mona is like, she's on the rocks with Noel Khan and she asks Hannah, uh, have you noticed Noel Khan acting sketchy at all? <laughs> it's just LOL. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Noel Khan in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, then we get the Spencer Aria Holden interaction, the Holden interaction. I thought we were going to miss out on this one. I totally forgot it was in this episode. <laughs> wow. There Spencer has some really great scenes in this episode where she's just kind of reacting to someone else the whole time. This mm-hmm. is one of them, like her reactions to, I mean, this is kind of more Holden Aria scene, but Spencer's just there like making faces the whole time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, Holden's a bit weird. I feel like he's he's not totally into Arya, obviously, but like I like the I like that he's not afraid to give it back to Spencer. Like, yeah, you don't understand. I'm totally gonna write you a handwritten letter to apologizing for interrupting your conversation. <laughs> and Spencer's just like, Well done, you passed level one. Yeah, and she looks like she's about to crack up the whole time. Like I love when he like basically asks Arya out, she just has to turn around. Like she mm-hmm. just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure Troyan ate up having like one of her best friends mm-hmm. <laughs> in a scene of her. <laughs> Even though she barely has dialogue. Yeah. She just like her eyes are just darting around. It's great. Which is funny because like, you know, getting getting like Patrick J. Adams, getting Sabrina on mm-hmm. the show. It's like at least with two of them, Spencer at least had one scene. <laughs> Before they go off to do primarily scenes of other characters. <laughs> well, Holden, he's a weird guy. He doesn't yeah. seem super into like it's like he's asking her on a date, but he could take it or leave it is kind of the vibe I get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Almost like he's hoping to set up the arrangement they get to eventually the whole time or something. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know, like. You're not at least a little enticed by Aria. I find that dubious. Spencer finds it's dubious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he likes you. Yeah. You're cute and he likes you. <laughs> um, this is also a guy that uh, used to eat glue. Like it was ranch dressing in Aria's uh, decree. Quite a lot of anecdotes. So like them like smearing poo on each other or whatever in preschool. Yes. Poo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's this would get weird after a while if they actually were dating. It's like you guys need some new, uh, new anchors to hold on to in your relationship, other than like what you did with each other when you're in preschool. What was Arya like as a child? Oh, <laughs> well, we like, know that she smuggled gummy bears to him. She reaches over and, as you said, rubs some poo in his face, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Ha ha ha!" And then she's like, "Eat it, <laughs> Arya! You should make him eat that poo." 
yeah. I was already going to do that, Pigtunia. Gosh. Um, yeah, and then of course she's just like, "How weird is it that my beard is asking me out?" <laughs> oh well, that's normal. Dear diary, the strangest thing happened to me today. <laughs> I like how Hannah's uh, she's been disgraced. They've taken her picture down. The homecoming print queen. <laughs> the line that this guy has is like this, like throwaway character is, mm-hmm. "You didn't hear it from me, but the administration thinks that tiaras and orange jumpsuits are not a good fit." <laughs> To which Mona's like, she's not coming up the ground. Uh, even Mona here gets in a shot on how lame Lucas is. She's like, yeah. why are you worried about that, dude? He sucks. Move on. Hope he's dead. This is the scene where Mona's dressed up like a real hippie. Uh, maybe a little, yeah, I guess. It's it's a look, all right. Um, And Hannah does kind of tend to blow Mona off. Most Hannah, eventually she runs into the bathroom and cries here. What do you think she's crying over? Is it Lucas? Is it her her homecoming photo being taken down? Like, just general stress? I think it's all of it. I think it's all of it. I mean, plus, yeah, the, the fucking stress. But I think the whole, the one, two, like, three punch that Mona delivers to her throughout all this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hitting her with, you know, how she's neglected their their friendship you know, sneaking in when Hannah thinks that she's already being watched, which is like her usual nightmare. And then like that like little, little wood boat teetering away in the overflowing <laughs> sink. You know, the reminder yet again of the destroyed man child that is Lucas. I mean, this is brutal social engineering. That's why Mona's yeah. fucking champ. Well, she's crying even before that, though. Like, I, you know, Mona told her off. I, I mean, I guess she's got a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's usual Hannah. She's got she's got a lot on her plate. Um there's Maya uh, using the fact that Emily works for a crisis line as a pickup. I feel like Emily, she kind of like ruins the the moment here. Like Maya, Maya wants to flirt and, and like, instead of going with it, Emily's just like, Maya, is that you? Like, come on, Emily, play with it a little, get, get, get some like down and dirty, uh, like fake suicide person talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what what she's, like, she's like she's like ooh, i'm thinking right of jumping yeah did you ever see an old movie called mixed nuts um i think Steve so Martin. click Maybe. the little button i can't yeah. hear you click the little button click the little button mm-hmm. hello um yeah so maya let's and james go to voicemail um, <laughs> yeah there, there's like a undercurrent in this relationship of uh, Hannah telling uh, Emily, like, uh, don't worry about whoever is like bugging Maya. I'm sure it's nothing. P.S. That's her future killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, he'll he'll tie up your next girlfriend and leave her in a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, What's with the whole like switching places for Wi-Fi and then Arya has like the magic Wi-Fi power? The curse of Arya. Also, mm-hmm. Arya is dressed like a singer in a Russian pop group in this scene. Like she's like the lost member of Tattoo. Oh yeah, she's got the the big like fur hat thing on, plus like a a red boa for no reason that she's wearing. Or no, that's a whole vest. God, mm-hmm. that that is hideous. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Siberian pop superstar here. Um, wasn't there a wasn't there a Simpsons? Or wait, maybe it was. I can't remember if it's Simpsons or Futurama, but somebody like makes a vest out of like like animal parts maybe that was the simpsons i seriously cannot remember but that's what it looks like Arya's is wearing 
to be usual. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't Ori already been making fashion out of animal parts? Yeah. Um, I wanted there to be a joke about how like Arya's various rings and earrings and stuff are actually like some kind of like super Wi-Fi antenna. <laughs> like she's just boosting the signal off of her accoutrements. She is wearing a massive weird like metal plate around like a literal chain around her neck right now. So you may be onto something. <laughs> also, she sets up this whole idea that she's going to go take hold into some Arthur Miller play that she knew she knows that Ezra is planning on going to. And she was like, if we see each other, it'll be fate. It's like, uh, no, Arya, that'll be you stalking your ex-boyfriend. That's what that'll be. I'm dragging the new guy to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fate because I knew he would be here. Hmm. Yeah. And the cosmology of her love life, it's like two galaxies colliding and hoping everything will work out for the best. And for some reason, Spencer's like, that's so romantic, Arya. Yeah. And not like you're crazy. I'm just I'm just perpetually fascinated by the way Spencer lives through Arya's despicable love life. <laughs> She's so into it, yeah. Meanwhile, Arya at least is honest enough to not be like, ooh, Spencer, you're dating the help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's ever really taken that angle as Spencer. Nope. <laughs> uh, this is not the first time either. Ooh. How about a role play where like you have to administer the GED test to Toby? Yeah. Um yeah, Maybe so that's why out. Spencer and Ren never worked out because he wasn't someone like socially inferior to her. Yeah, not completely. Um we find out that uh Caleb is still staying with Lucas's parents, even though Lucas is MIA. That's got to be weird. He's like, things have been really awkward lately. Yeah. I mean, are they just like, honestly, we're just cool. Like, we're happy to have a cool son. Or like, honestly, if Lucas never came back, eh, you seem cool. Can you be our son? We'll just call you our son and that'll be how it is now. Yeah. Yeah, so then Spencer, doing her detective work in Philly, discovering the school for the blind is nearby. I really like how that sequence worked out. I mean... What uh, do you mean? Just with her, like, hearing the the chirping of the the crosswalk thing. Like, after Arya bounces on her, because Arya Mm -hmm. doesn't have... Arya made the trip down and doesn't have, like, five seconds to, like, do the actual detective work for her. (laughs) She's like, yeah, fuck this. Now that we're here, I gotta go. Mm -hmm. Um... And then, oh, you know, we skipped over. Caleb did have that great line where he's just like, you're not being honest with me. When he's uh, fighting with Hannah there. Mm. Are you calling me a liar? Yeah, it's complicated. Um, Yeah, then later Emily gives Maya a tour of the crisis line. And Maya is characteristically shady about everything. Um Maya, that wasn't how I read it. I read it as Maya is like pretty handsy here, which I feel like is maybe a little bit motivated by she has like kind of background guilty conscience about this this hookup that won't leave her alone. So she's really trying to like, you know, get back in with Emily, put that behind her. It's Maya covering up her own shadiness and and being transparent as usual, but. It's, I don't know, it's, you know, I get that Emily, like, she's doing some good work, she wants to show off, but it's funny, because it's just like, there's some cubicles with some phones. 
there's another cubicle with some phones. That's a day old thing of donuts. Yeah. And then we uh, cut back to Spencer just following the random blind guy. He's um, like, I have decided to follow you around the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> I've been following this guy for two hours. I'm starting to think he doesn't know where he's going. Um, the blind school is like, the, it's the same exterior as Radley, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. It looks <laughs> suspiciously similar to Radley Sanitarium. Only the plaque on the wall says it's a Christian August Rehabilitation Center for the Blind. Yeah. It's like uh, this architect just made a fortune going up mm-hmm. and down Philadelphia building institutions. It happens. You know, I was looking for apartments recently. And you start to realize after a while that, like, you'll see the same floor plan in a bunch of different places because it's all the same plans. You know, they just build a new one. Mm-hmm. So same thing with blind schools and sanitariums. You know, they have one option for crazy, you know, old school style sanitariums and whatnot. And they just use it for everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actor playing Sam, the blind student, we love this guy. Uh, who Spencer Pounder Info. His name is Alexander Nifong. Um, not a lot on his uh, IMDb, but I looked him up this time, which I don't feel like we did last time. Perhaps not. It's too bad. Because uh, I think he's great in this scene. Um, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, there's a brief Emily scene, but then we get back to it. I I think what makes this scene so interesting is that he has such a different perspective on Jenna. Mm-hmm. And Spencer can still like, he's raving about her. And yes, all Spencer's hearing is that like how determined she is, you know, and like how strong willed she is. Like, Spencer's having a hard time hearing somebody like praise Jenna and say nice things about her. She's really good at reading people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, his, his narrative that he's pushing is just that she's this amazing person to those lucky enough to encounter her. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I just want Spencer to be like, how, how amazing is she? I blinded her. <laughs> I blinded <laughs> your God. <laughs> um, but I just the fantastic. Cause it's, it's Spencer who's all about like containing her insides. And here is this guy who's like trained, you know, to read parts of the body. He's just like, is everything okay? Your pulse is kind of racing. I love when he does that. Yeah. And Jenna taught him that move. Uh, Taking someone's pulse while you shake their hand. But yeah, I, I, any scene where the liars are forced to confront like a different perspective on somebody than they thought, it's always really interesting. I think. And this guy is just, he has like, just like a really cool affect. I don't know. There's something about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a dark and stormy night coming up in Rosewood. Well, before that, Spencer steals the, uh, the sign in sheet from like a couple of years ago. I love that move. Then that chick was asking for it. Yeah. This, this lady, she's like, Point to the sign. Um, um, Spencer's like, fine, okay, I'll just wait till you get called back and I'll go steal something from you because that's what Spencer <laughs> Hastings does. I just wanted her to do like the the maybe and be like, that was a freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or I mean, some Holden who brought gummy bears because that's what they used to have with their play dates, which I feel like there's no way Ari could be into this guy because he keeps reminding her of when she was a child and that's yeah, not yeah. that's not where she lives. No. Also, Arya loaning her fake ID to Emily so Maya can use it, <laughs> which, <laughs> LOL. Uh, but apparently they're going to Jersey, so that'll work fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's not intentional or anything. It's it's just interesting though. Arya's image being grafted onto Maya, who will end up dead at the end of the season. The same way that Arya like looks enough of like the idea of um, Vivian Darkbloom, um, which would almost make you think that there's something to this Arya girl. <laughs> well, let's let's get to that in the next episode. But yeah, this slow motion scene where Ezra sees Arya as he's getting out of the cab and it's all in slow-mo she is shot with this like big smile like the music's playing but like when he cut to ezra yeah aria is glowing he looks like oh shit i'm going to jail (laughs) like that's his expression well and and true story when they were filming this scene ian harding had a bit of a stomach bug when they were actually filming he was actually shitting his pants is that true no but He's definitely freaking out when she turns around like she's in a slow motion, like with the power of like a thousand slow motion shampoo mm-hmm. commercials. And he looks like he's about to go to like door to door to let everyone he- know he moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> he's thinking about what's going to happen to him in prison. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, contemplating how he's going to have to start a new career as an alt-right provocative or, or probably about to, have, yeah. <laughs> about to have his book canceled by Simon and Schuster. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really wonder for the people who like find our podcast thousands of years later, it's like how do these topical references go over? Very poorly, I'm sure. When you're listening to us, you know, in the uh, the dunes of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Mrs. Welch then shows up. Uh, I wish they Mrs. had more room for this character. I wish they had more room for this character. <laughs> she starts going about how a view from the bridge is one of her favorites. There's a lot of misplaced passion. Well, and then uh, later on, when uh, we find out that Ezra like took off because he wasn't feeling well, Arya and she's like talking to Holden, and Holden's being polite and holding a conversation. Arya is just like looking around behind her, like just completely checked out of the conversation, like she couldn't give a shit what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Good, good date, Arya. Well, this is what she actually says. Most of you kids are at home watching the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Don't forget the finger blasting. Um, I noticed that Spencer, when she's coming down the uh, stairs from the station, it says on the stairs that it's Buckley Hill Station. hmm. I don't know if that's a real station or not. You still there? Sorry, I had to step away for a minute. Yeah. um, Okay. That that little part of the, the back lot. I wonder how many times we've seen that. I mean, besides it being like the back of the brew. It's well, this where is where Clark goes to follow the Karasimi group guy. Like, but like, this was like in like uh Batman, wasn't it? Like, isn't there like a dark night scene here? Like that's their fake elevated train. It's like their fake Chicago it, set. I think. Oh, when he, when he talks to Katie Holmes, like after he rescues her and the Batman begins. Well, and also when uh, he hits the, police truck that's carrying the sketchy accountant guy in the dark night i think that's the same location like mm. that i mean we you know we went on the tour they have like this little section that's like here's chicago for us you know little you got chicago. L. yeah yeah or little philadelphia yeah so then you get this great scene of spencer and mona um what's what's always good about a spencer and mona scene is i feel like we really talk about it with troyan and how she has chemistry of every creature alive on the planet like, so does Janelle Parrish. So when the two of them are in the same scene together, especially when it's just the two of them, like no one else is sucking the oxygen out of it. Like, 
holy shit, they're good. Um, well, and in in this scene, I think the the four episodes we've chosen are really like this, like highlights of Mona. hints hints that Mona is a. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Obviously, Mona was on the train because she'd been keeping tabs on Spencer this whole time. Um, and then she even kind of like suddenly appears out of nowhere behind Spencer, like when like Spencer yeah. hears a noise because Mona's got like some stealth to her. But oh, well, and then they just talk about cashmere sweaters, which will come up later. Spencer doesn't even realize how much she's hit the nail on the head at one point where she's mm-hmm. trying to give the pep talk. She's like, if you become the Mona you want to be, <laughs> you know, and we get the you're the like smart, smart. 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 Yeah. Versus book smart. Yeah. Um, well, it's like Mona's like evaluated Spencer and she's just like, oh, you're on a you're on a different level. Well, Spencer's like, I think you could raise the bar from Noel Khan. And Mona's just like, uh, he's Noel Khan. Excuse yeah. me. Well, wasn't it like, do you know how hard I've had to work to like get <laughs> Noel Khan or whatever? Yeah. I bet Noel Khan's into some weird shit probably is yeah he can smell blood and fear mm-hmm. i feel like noel Khan is the kind of guy that it's like they drive out to like lookout point or something like he takes off his shirt and it's abs and she's like ooh, and he's like start punching me <laughs> or something <laughs> like they puts a bag over his head and he's like punch me hard would he be like my tastes are very singular yeah yeah <laughs> Although I feel like in Noel Khan's playroom, there actually is an Xbox. Yeah, there's an Xbox and uh, an Iron Maiden. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. This is um, this is really like the the poor Hannah episode. Like she's fighting with Caleb. Mona's pissed at her. The girls have all gone off to do other things, leaving her at home. Mm-hmm. Even Ashley Marin has gone off to take a bath. With bath salts. I mean, how? How like epically chill are Ashley Marin's like wine baths that she takes? Like, has anyone ever been as relaxed as Ashley Marin has been in one of those baths? First of all, they last a day and a half. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, it's Friday night. I'll see you sometime on Sunday. I'm trying to remember what's the voice. It's you and me, girl. We don't need no one else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So of course, fucking Lucas would break in. And track muddy footprints all over her house in the dark. What an what, asshole. What an ass. Yeah, seriously. God, it can't wipe your feet. Yeah. Uh. You can't knock on the goddamn door. Meanwhile, Emily and Maya are out on a date, and Maya finally works up the courage to mention that, like, hey, I did hook up with somebody else, you know, while we were apart. Mm-hmm. Emily should just be like, that's cool. I've had like two and a half girlfriends since you've been gone. It's really not a big deal at all. Or at least I didn't think it was. Yeah. Added a few more colonels to my army, if you know what I mean. Um Yeah. So Lucas is there. I never wanted to hurt you, Hannah. Um he can't get to the point. Oh, Lucas is not Moriarty here. Let's slow down at that voice. He can't get to the point fast enough. Like this didn't even need to be a two episode arc if they weren't being so true to this character that he can't just like spit it out. He went to the Toby Kavanaugh from Homecoming School of like not just saying what you mean and said, just scaring someone for two minutes. And look what happened to Toby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we find out that Maya hooked up with a guy. I think, I guess that was like the big revelation of that scene is that it was a guy, not a girl. Yeah. Which whatever. So yeah, then Lucas is an idiot. He lost $4,000 over $4,000 in March madness. 
Well, he um, lost all of Caleb's four grand plus, I guess, his own, his whatever. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So over $4,000. Somehow he's super rich six years later. Explain that. First of all, when it comes to gambling in general, like it doesn't make sense that he would go to sports betting because he's Mr. Like jocks or Neanderthals. I hate all sports. Mm-hmm. So why is he suddenly into sports betting? Second of all, of all the things you'd possibly gamble on when it comes to sports, like you went all in on a fucking March Madness bracket. Like, mm-hmm. what kind of fucking idiot are you? How is this guy a billionaire six years later? It makes no sense. I feel like whatever his app or whatever that he created is is super gross. I feel like it's it would, like. Sorry. Uh, okay. I was gonna say I feel like it would make more sense if he had like got into like online poker. And like thought he could make money that way. Like it's just hard to imagine him being like, oh, I figured out the formula for March Madness. I mean, that's absurd just on the face of it. Well, to the point where just a team being disqualified fucks up your whole bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's it's like an app that lets you like dial into like like bathroom webcams wherever <laughs> you are, or it's like it's an emoji set, but like made up of like women's feet or something. It's like it's uh, it's like Tinder, but for illegal webcams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Tinder, but for like only 4chan users. Um, or what is that weird Reddit group that you 8chan? always talk about? Reddit group. Um, yeah. On a Gamergate? I don't know. No, the one of Peanut you're always talking about. Oh, Space Dicks? Yeah, you don't yeah, talk you're always about trying Space Dicks. Like, no, 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 no. It's the other way space around. Sticks. She's trying to get me to go there. I don't go to the Space Dicks. And neither should you if you're listening out there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the big mystery, Lucas has appeared. He's really been driving around to different comic book stores selling collect- collectibles, which Hannah should like throttle him by the neck and demand the last 48 hours of her life back. <laughs> Seriously. Also, couldn't you just sell them on eBay? for? I feel like you'd get a better deal. I don't know. Yeah, because they're not in person at a at a – comic book store i feel like they have all the mm. power they're not i've i've been screwed price. by one of those guys yeah i'm sure you have too they're like oh there's your 500 dollar comic book collection 40 bucks <laughs> what are you gonna do get your dad go mm-hmm. get your dad I don't yeah go get your dad yeah that's what i thought get the fuck out of here my favorite all-time bit from the uh, uh, comic book guy from The Simpsons is uh, that is a rare photograph of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so blah, blah, blah. Liars get Chinese food. It's got dirt and worms in it. It's just fucked up. Eh? It's fucked up. But still, I was like, ooh, Chinese food. Yeah, extra dumplings, but no, no dumplings. It's all worms. Very gross. Speaking of dumplings, uh, the A tag is A, getting up there and unscrewing the scaffolding so Toby can take his great big fall. Good work, A. Good work, indeed. And nobody could put Toblerone back together again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say one of the great things about this uh, batch of episodes we picked is that minimal Ezra and Toby. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, Ezra's such a sad sack of shit, this this collection. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, that was Let the Water Hold Me Down. Love that episode. Moving on, we're going to 219, which is The Naked Truth, the famous Truth Up episode, written by Oliver Goldstick and Francesca Rollins, directed by Elodie Keene. Mm-hmm. I love this episode. I feel like I've watched this episode a bunch. It's very familiar, but it's always very entertaining. Does this feel like 
I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm probably going to be contradicted, but like, mm. did you feel like the last episode really, truly set in high school? Like with some, mm. not just because it's a bottle episode, but because like the, just the fucking stupid shit that would only be in high school. Like the, like the two of you have to partner up and like take mm. care of this egg and pretend it's a baby. But like this truth up thing sounds so goddamn dumb that I could see a high school is actually pitching it. Well, it's the last time it feels like there's real authority controlling them, you know, like controlling like them the, as that they teenagers. have to answer to. Yeah. Yeah. This is like before, like Spencer's like drinking, like shooting whiskey in bars mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> well, I mean, at the people. end of this episode, Emily or Mona for Emily has successfully blackmailed the principal to get her back on the team. So it's like, there's no one to stop them now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tamborelli resigned after this because he's terrified of these goddamn girls. <laughs> uh, yeah, so previously before this, we've discovered the existence of Vivian Darkbloom. Um, but this episode starts with Hannah and Ashley there to meet with the vice principal, along with Kate and Isabel. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can just tell by the expressions, like, Ashley and Hannah both just have these, like, these expressions on their face, like you'll never fucking get me for this, you know. Yeah. Whereas, like Kate and her mom are like all pouty and like raw, you know. Yeah, yeah, because because the thing is that um, a nude photo of Kate has been texted to everyone mm-hmm. in school, supposedly from Hannah's phone. But yeah, this is like getting Ashley and Hannah in this office is like busting Capone for tax evasion. You know? Exactly. Um, also, boy, one baggies. I still don't know what that means. I, I I can guess, but I feel like I'm way off. It's like bad acne or something. I don't know. Or like weird birthmarks. Well, yeah, I, I can guess what the baggies are, but what's the boil? I keep thinking it's it's something or like they can't say it because it's a, you know, not TVMA show or something. Like, is there like another word that they want to use? I don't know. Well, yeah, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, Kate's just like, it was only a matter of time before your friend remembered me from riding camp and like called me by my nickname of Saddlebags or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, but it, it feels really dirty in like a juvenile way. And yet at the same time, I'm I'm just mystified at what the fuck mm-hmm. Boil and Baggies is. Also, Arya's going to wear a neon yellow belt and yellow shoes with her, with her ensemble in this episode. Those shoes are insanely bright neon. Just, oh, wow. Before we talk about, uh, in this episode, people's brothers, uh, Barrett emailed us to ask, uh, where the fuck is uh, Magic Mike Montgomery in this, <laughs> in this season? What's going on with him? He's in therapy. Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, Arya's going to be too busy, like, nuking her entire family for the family to actually care about Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's, Mike's been hiding out with Dr. Sullivan. Yeah. Or whoever Dr. Sullivan suggested. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious about the fat lady at the tube top that sells fortunes but also makes really good apple butter in Rosewood. I wouldn't. I'd be a little suspect of that apple butter. I don't know. What are you doing with that apple butter, Arya? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a fortune teller, but you also make apple butter? Sure, I'll try your apple butter. He's like, no, no, no. Shut the fuck up about the fortunes. How much for the apple butter? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, so... The, the red coat, the infamous red coat has just made its appearance. Can I touch it? <laughs> yes, Arya, you can touch it. 
Um, yeah, Tamborelli seems like a real piece of shit with his like uh, teenagers have a biological mandate to screw up. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, the uh, I just love the Mrs. Marin bit where they both are like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a single mother. I have to work for a living because my husband divorced me for you. <laughs> Which only hit home in my head. I don't get Tom leaving Ashley. Tom sucks. Alone for Isabel. That's how you get Tom. He sucks. What the fuck could have possessed him? I know. He's a garbage person. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the vice principal, it's like, he's going to settle this. He can, I can't make a decision. Oh, it seems like a cut and dry disciplinary action. But well, what the like, hell? He's like, oh, we were going to expel you. But as it turns out, and he like hands him both a pamphlet. It's yeah. truth up day. I care more about this, honestly, than your bullshit. Yeah, so you have to both participate in the Hunger Games. That is Truth Up Day because, honestly, the school board spent like $60,000 on this program or whatever. Yeah, seriously. The overnight aspect of it seems like a little much. Well, yeah, exactly. In this episode, too, like, what the hell for? You're done by like 8 o'clock, it seems like. Yeah, why, why don't you just go home? Yeah. yeah. That sounds like it would suck. I mean, any school activity where there's like, sleeping on the premises or whatever like that just is a nightmare of like kids like trying to like run off and fuck each other like well, that, yeah, that can't be fun to chaperone your insurance is through the roof mm-hmm. yeah also like what kind of cardboard breakfast are you serving them in the morning because overnight means breakfast well you wake up from a sleeping on the floor of, of a hard cafeteria surface in a sleeping bag is there more are they like have some breakfast? We've got another four hours of content to work through. Like you haven't mm-hmm. showered, you feel like crap. You probably slept like crap. And it's yeah. like, all right, it's time for the next truth up. The kids are all hormone. Who wants to put on a skit? <laughs> well, whatever happened at the fucking like Holy Rollers Club that Lucas was a part of? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's role play this hot babe, like trying to bone you, Lucas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So Arian Holden, his pills baggie like falls out of his bag like way too easily. Yeah, dude, you gotta shove those painkillers in there a little bit further. And if this is like prescription heart medicine, like why do you have it rolled up like you're a goddamn drug dealer? Is it prescription heart medicine? I can't remember. I- I think they say in the next episode, I feel like it was like painkillers doesn't use them or something like that. I don't know. Because mm. he got injured. I, I want to say it's in Jacob Clifton's recaps. Like when Holden first shows up, Jacob like jokingly said he was in like an underground fight club. And then like four episodes later, yes, he is in a fight club. Sometimes I think Jacob should really be terrified of his own power. Um, well, yeah. Holden, Holden has a little power move though where he like he's having Arya help him with some just big butcher paper that they're like painting on or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like oh hold that there okay fine I'll be back in a second and he just leaves her there like she can't move she's gotta hold it up yeah what the fuck mm-hmm. in your face with your yeah. giant like wedge neon green heels on where would you even find like those heels like they would have to have come with the the dress i can't imagine yeah. they just randomly sell that color of high heels just 
well, cause, in general. Yeah, they, they match the rest of the outfit. Like, there's little bits of splash of the neon like in the, the pattern of the dress. Uh, unless I mean, it's like Arya's like out there with some spray paint. <laughs> or like shaking it up, spraying down heels and a belt. Yeah. Yeah, like tearing fluorescence off of the mm-hmm. stuff that people wear on their bike when they're biking at night. But yeah, like anytime I'm not a big fashion guy, obviously, but like whenever you're buying fashion and like the person ringing you up, like can't look directly at mm-hmm. the outfit you're wearing because it hurts their eyeballs. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's brilliant. Maybe maybe you should be wearing that. I think that's um, what Arya goes for. <laughs> yeah. They have to look away. You know, you are you right repulsed? Choice. Good. Um, you know, Spencer has to witness Noel and Jenna canoodling in the hallway. Uh, and then Noel has moved on. Yeah. She runs into Jason. Jason with new shorter hair. It's much more cleaned up. Less of the surfer bro now. Yeah. And just saying lots of like sketchy things about her dad. And he's not going to go to the truth up and then, oh, your parents are going to be here. Okay, I will go. <laughs> I like how even, I mean, even, even Jason's first take is like, eh. Uh, I'm busy. <laughs> Truth up. No, thanks. Yeah. Um, also, you can't have yourself on a truth up day. It's hogwash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later on, Ashley walks in to talk to Hannah in her room and she's got like the truth up like supervisor's handbook or something in her hands. Mm-hmm. That looks like a read. That looks like like 30 pages easy. No, well, thank you. What's crazy, too, is that I think it's during the like step forward nonsense. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people there, like clipboards, like taking notes, like, oh shit, this is, this is hot, like data. We gotta write this down. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of like weird, like science people, like they're gathering data or something. Yeah, yeah. This is like raw moneyball shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Ari and Jen and Caleb will be in the group with Veronica and Jason. Well, before that, before that, we got the scene with Ashley and Hannah here where Ashley knows that something's up. This is like, Second time Hannah's claimed that somebody's tried to frame her. And he just sense this like growing terror of like, what the hell is going on with my daughter, with her friends at that school? Like there's something up and she can't figure it out. And it's only gonna get worse as this episode goes on. Mm-hmm. Also, Ashley's gonna renew her her terror at this environment. Um <laughs> yeah, so Jason seems shocked. Shocked. That Peter is not there. I mean, come on, Jason. There was zero chance that Peter Hastings was showing up for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Peter's like, no scotch. Forget it. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, he's at the club getting getting shit faced. I'm just picturing um, Peter Hastings. He's like packing his overnight bag and just putting bottles of scotch in. And Veronica's like, uh, Peter. And he's just like, you gotta be kidding me. I like to think that it's a cooler with dry ice and bottles of whiskey. (laughs) And maybe some Perrier somewhere in there. What are your top three fears? Um, One one of my top three fears is Jenna Marshall. Plinky, plinky, playing the piano with like one finger at a time. I I was trying to make out, is she playing something specific? I I wasn't sure, but it sounded ominous. Yeah, I don't know. Um... We really, we really missed out on a uh, a scene somewhere in the show where you have to get into like Jenna's vault by like, playing like mm-hmm. her certain macabre tune on the. You got to play the bones, yeah, like, yeah. like in Goonies. Um, I, there's a there's a fascinating scene where Ari gets a text in that classroom and she like looks <laughs> over to check Jason and Jenna's hands and can see neither. I like that. I love, yeah, I love that. Especially then, like I think Jenna like 
pulls out like a stick of gum or something right after. Um, oh, and I want to say Caleb kind of smirks at Arya when her phone rings because, of course, she wouldn't have turned her phone on vibrate. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I was wrong because I always I think I made a comment last week, week before about how Caleb and Arya had only ever had one scene together. Mm-hmm. They've had two. <laughs> there you go. This being one of them. Um, I don't know why I always forget this. Even though this includes the uh, it's Caleb, in case you were wondering. Um, yeah, well, there's so- the there's this scene where they're all stepping forward here. I noticed that uh, at the end of the scene when Emily's left to talk to the principal, Ashley asks if they've ever lied to their parents about drinking. Monan does not step forward. So, no. Hmm. Hmm. Which may be true. Maybe, yeah. I mean, for all we know, her mom was just an actor that she hired. If I ever, if it ever seems like I'm dead to the point where mm-hmm. there's a funeral, I want you to go to my funeral and find the blonde girl who's the most likely prime suspect and just slap the shit out of her. Then your contract <laughs> will be complete. Yes. Also, something, 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 you might have to get my friends Medground Poe books. Oh, and you've also the house got is the- yours. <laughs> Got the you're no saint, Emily, from Tamborelli here. What a dickhole. <laughs> what the as, fuck? As Mona lurks in the bathroom background overhearing this whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Sensing opportunity. Yeah. So Nocon and Ella end up in the group that throws around a ball and like shares all the things they want to change at school. And one of the assholes, he just like, oh, man, hot tubs in the courtyard. Like it's a fucking real world house. <laughs> uh, bad boys got nothing on mean girls as Nolcon tells us well Nolcon's meant to make more sense half days on Fridays no trig mm-hmm. guys get in a fight one punch it's over you girls don't play fair can you imagine if Nolcon and Kate had dated no I think I don't know I don't know if that would have worked out I don't think Kate's quite the type of sinister he's interested in not like Jenna mm-hmm. I like how he's just like you should have taken out a fucking billboard. <laughs> yeah. Khan all won't miss up and miss an opportunity to hit on the, anyone. Well, like I felt like at the end of this, he hands her a card and he's like, mm-hmm. "Call me and my brother. We're starting a website. <laughs> we've, we've got seed capital from the Winklevoss brothers." Um. Yeah. So nudes, horseback, black and white, whatever you're comfortable with. Tasteful. Um. Mona and Emily team up. Uh. Emily eventually apologizes for how Allison treated Mona. And it's just like, oh, honey, that was like two personalities ago. Oh, that that whole bit where we're just seeing Mona's facing the other way and we're seeing her expression like it's a lot of emotion. And suddenly she just morphs into like flaky, you know, ditzy Mona, obviously an act. I mean, if you didn't know Mona's A by the end of this episode, like what show are you watching? Yeah. Also, you got the classic Hannah. Am I a bully? <laughs> and Alice just like, hmm. <laughs> how to answer that one because from a lot of perspectives you sure look like one hannah yeah I mean, I she is like, wearing a leather jacket right now i was like you're kind of bullying me right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're mean girl which is so funny because like maybe right after this maybe right before this i can't remember mm-hmm. now aria will go to hannah's mom and be like i'm a yeah, it's right after this. Yeah, it's in uh, 22, I think. Um, but yeah, that was two personalities ago. And Hannah's just like, oh, we should totally blackmail him. Yeah. 
interesting that Jenna doesn't want to share her truth with anyone. Mm. And then Caleb gets this little takedown. Yeah, this is Caleb. Oh, I try. What does he say? It's not in case you've forgotten, or it's like in case you were confused, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while he's doing that, Arya has a hilarious look on her face, like she's just like eyes darted over at him, like mouth open, like oh shit. Ooh. Which, just imagine that the rest of the kids in this class, like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, they're like, this is weird. Why are these two like ganging up on the hot I- girl? Is this an anti-bullying thing? I can't. What is her catchphrase? It's like time to like. I I can't even remember what he says. He says it like three times in the episode. Oh, does he? Yeah, uh, Tamborelli does. I think. Yeah, must have been memorable because we both mm-hmm. forgot. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like the school board has spent a, a good deal of money this semester, like trying to combat this stuff. Cause the fucking like Dr. Sullivan keynote speech mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about bullying. They sense like, that there's some sort of bullying issue. They're just not sure what. Yeah. yeah like the high school students are going to show for this symposium on bullying from noted local therapist mm-hmm. <laughs> who's treating at least 10% of you. I have to think uh, that like, maybe this was a double up episode or like they didn't have much of Troyan while they shot this. Cause she's barely in this episode. Like her whole yeah. plot line is just like following Jason around the halls, getting increasingly like weird and cryptic responses from him about why he wants to see her dad. Yeah. Eventually they make contact with uh, the number that was in the red coat's pocket. Yeah, Arya, yeah. Arya basically cuts Holden off. She's like, I won't be part of your weird drug game anymore. She's the dude's girlfriend when she calls at one point. Um, I do believe Caleb when he says that he once lived in a sewer. Um, so yes, another mom summit with Ashley, Ella, and Veronica. Yes, the mom summit, great mom summit. Uh, I feel like something's happened to our girls. Also, okay, this is the. It wasn't when the Allison died. It's when they met Allison. Yeah, which is great because you're adding in Veronica to the great conversation that Ashley and Ella had a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. where Ashley was just like that. Peter Hastings, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little bit of told the theory when Arya's is the one who has to make the phone call uh mm. to the, the the weird number like emily doesn't want to do it so Arya will do it mm. and then we got mona changing her voice over the intercom yeah love that also you does caleb shark if you're toothless does caleb seem a little too eager to get hannah's phone like i felt like they were building something in this episode to make you suspect him maybe um, because there's another shot later where Spencer gets an A text and then it just like pans over to Caleb on his computer, where nearby, you know. Oh yeah, like behind the, her mm-hmm. through the window. Yeah. Um, Tamborelli is the kind of guy that takes an office chair as a bribe. Do you notice uh, where Tamborelli went when he skipped oh, out? The uh, the smokehouse. The smokehouse. That's yeah. got to be a reference to the smokehouse next to the WP lot. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you can't be a shark if you're toothless. Mona's like, by the way, let me help you blackmail someone, Emily. I hope this doesn't remind you of anyone. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't be alarmed at how freakishly good I am at this. <laughs> yeah. How at ease I am. Um, so we get a great flashback of Spencer and Allison. Um, Allison's read a news report about a German guy advertising for a woman that he can kill and eat. <laughs> Her response is, why does every woman think they can change a guy? Yeah, I love that. 
Allie in the scene is great when she's just clearly yeah. fucking with Spencer and be like, let's just say the gods would frown on such a pairing. Well, the Hastings are fighting downstairs and Allison's just like, ooh, open the door. I want to mm-hmm. hear this. Are they going to split up? <laughs> yeah, so the, the gods are frowning on this because Peter's pissed off that Jason and Melissa were making out. And Melissa's not even into him. She's obsessed with Ian. Which is kind of weird, but yeah. Well, it's like which era of Jason is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> um what like Kate totally changes her hairstyle halfway through this episode at Truth Up. Yeah. I, I'll go ahead and say way better hairstyle than like that weird, like like prep school look she was going with earlier. Mm-hmm. Although she does also look like she's 25 years old now. Yeah, she definitely looks way older than these girls, which mm-hmm. makes it seem even sadder for the parts where where she's like an outcast, like not sitting with anybody. <laughs> well, um, yeah, she went to all that trouble to, you know, broadcast her, her hot body and make herself sympathetic. And she still has no one to sit with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, even though she is the you know nominal villain here, I did feel slightly bad for her. When she was just basically like, I had to do it because I knew you'd do it. You know, you would find pictures of me and do it soon enough. Like, mm-hmm. she's obviously terrified of Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and probably Spencer. But also, I just like to think that, like, after the, throwing the ball around or whatever, she went up to Noel Khan and she's like, I hear you're like the most popular guy in school when I'm new and I'm hot. You've seen a photo of me naked. And he's like, I'm in a committed relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Well, quite possibly a girl who is a ghoul. So, yeah. Um, but I like that Allison knew who Jason's dad was way back when. Oh, yeah. That's a typical alley move there. Well, so well, we I wonder how did she find out? Uh, it's Allie. Her, her secrets had secrets. But I mean, like, up until pre flash forward and even five years forward, do we even really know if Ken knows? That he's not really Jason's dad? And it's not clear, yeah. I've all thought that Ken suspected at the very least. Yeah. And Ken's probably <laughs> sterile. I hope I've sired somebody. <laughs> well, let's talk what about do you this. Mean, uh, what do you mean drinking urine has spoiled <laughs> my sperm count? Uh, FYI, kids. Uh, let's talk about this secrets wall here. Yeah, we've got one that says I'm still a virgin. Um, my parents are illiterate. I keep trying to guess like which one of these is Noel Khan. Arya could have been I'm still a virgin, right? Or well, it depends on if you go by book canon or not. Well, it's not Caleb. Yeah, uh, is Noel Khan's parents illiterate? Uh, I hate my life. Judge? His dad, we found out later, is a judge. Yeah, I hate my life. Uh, I've never been kissed. I don't think any of these are Nolcon. I'm also, afraid of my dad. Me. I like the I'm afraid of my dad one. That could be Nolcon. Yeah. And I think I know who killed Allison De Laurentiis. It's got to be Jenna, right? That, or she thinks or, she knows. Honestly, that could have been Caleb mm-hmm. or Arya. <laughs> Arya's Which, like, and now to spice it up a little. Well, isn't that kind of like whoever wrote that? Isn't that really shitty considering that her brother is your class monitor? Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> He's well, just like this fucking town. This town, man, never changes. Later on, like after we see the secrets wall, Arya comes in, and Nolan and Jen are just like chilling in the blacklight there. Yes. And like 
they just like say all this like sinister Bond villain shit to her, and Arya's just like, okay, well, uh, yeah, if you see him, let me know. I'm looking for him or whatever she says. You know, it's like they just like monologued, and she's like, sure. Anyway, well, I mean, she's basically walked in like Jenna's holding a bunch of candles, and Noel's just like painted a pentagram on blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just like, uh, Caleb, haven't seen him. <laughs> Um, I also like that Arya thinks that Kate's plan is brilliant. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You're you're risking a lot of humiliation for potential gain, I guess. Uh, call it the but, Kardashian plan. Yeah, but the um, just the bathroom sting in general is so fantastic. It's so Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Arya, can I use your phone in a minute? Right now, I'm using it to record this conversation. <laughs> Boom. I love the slow approach Spencer has to Jason when she's kind of figured things out and he just like slowly opens his eyes with headphones on. It's very ominous. Mm-hmm. Just imagine dubbing in like Keanu's voice for all this. Imagine Whoa. finding out that Jason De Laurentiis is your secret brother. Whoa, I'm your secret brother. Who told you? Jupiter. It's like, if we're brother and sister, what number am I thinking of right now? 69, dude. <laughs> it starts air guitar. Um, yeah, so Ari ends up on the super creepy roof. Um, we get a look at like Arya's weird tights that have like Corellian blood stripes down the sides of them. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and then Nolcon gets like roundhouse kicked in the shin by Holden here. It's quite impressive. I don't know oh. if he really needed to do the full like spinning roundhouse kick for it. Oh no, he did. <laughs> well, he's like he's super into like his like like putting his dukes up move too. Mm, yeah, after, yeah. Like fucking iron fist right here. Um, but yeah, Noel grabs at Ari on the roof and like, "Where's your friend Caleb?" And then like afterwards, he's just like, "I wasn't attacking her." It's like, what the fuck were you doing? Well, then they on? they run off and kick the bricks away, seemingly trapping Nolcon on the roof. Oh, that's no. just one more thing on Nolcon's ledger. Someday he will get revenge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like he's just thinking to himself, oh my god, if I had a fucking battle axe mm-hmm. and we were in a haunted abandoned school for the blind right now, you bitches would be dead. Um, He's left alone up there if only the smell of fear. Um, This is when Holden informs Ari that he's in a fight club. <laughs> yeah, and then Kate comes out of the office with uh, Hannah. Uh, Ashley Marin gets her one-up line on uh, Isabel here. Like, you know, check the rotten fruit under your own tree, bitch. Yeah. And she drinks a bottle of wine. <laughs> she just pulls a bottle of wine out of her purse. You're not supposed to have those here. Shut up, Tamborelli. What if she did, like, the full... Uh, uh, what's his name? Like, like Ronald Donald or whatever on uh, uh, Party Down? It's like oh my the god! Whole, yeah, the whole bottle wine and throws it on the ground. Call an ambulance! It. Call an ambulance! <laughs> Call the ambulances! By the way, if you haven't seen, I believe it's episode nine of season one of Party Down. You need to go watch it. It is amazing. Yes. yes. Especially if your uh, your ten year high school reunion mm-hmm. is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I almost wish that PLL would was able to get to like their high school reunion. Yeah, there's always a movie. Yeah. It's also a reunion <laughs> special. Just imagine they assemble the writers for some reason, like all the writers back in for the movie. And Marlene's like, here's what I'm pitching. 
10-year high school reunion. I mean, come on. That's like solid gold. That'd be such a slam dunk. Yeah. Like mystery at the high school reunion, uh, especially because like at the reunion, probably half their classmates are dead. I guess this would be like this thing of like the eventual like Kickstarter funded <laughs> movie. Um, I feel like the, that's now. There's like there was like an innocence about that when Veronica Mars did it. Mm-hmm. And it was the last project to have such innocence. And now every single Kickstarter movie, it just seems like a shameless money grab by like studios that want to defray the cost of production. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah anyways, so, they, they get the call from this dude. What was this guy's name? I can't even remember the, the phone guy. I want to say it's Jonah. Jonah. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we see everyone sleeping in the cafeteria indeed, except for Spencer. That's like stare out the window in contemplation. Um, and then the A tag is A is getting, is it Caleb's laptop? Phone? Caleb's laptop out of, mm-hmm. out of Caleb's bag. Because the next episode is Control A. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, like, poor Caleb. It's like, is he not allowed to sleep near Hannah? I like, are there like a dude section and a girl section? You would think there would be. Otherwise, yeah. like the the hand jobs that would be happening under the covers would just be astronomical. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's high school. So it's just wall to wall hand jobs for you mm-hmm. in high school. That was your experience. <laughs> anyway, the next episode is Eye of the Beholder, season two, episode twenty three. I was just I was just gonna say, like, Caleb's like, how is this different from my life like four months ago? <laughs> I'm sleeping on the ground at school. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. As a beholder, written by Joseph Doherty, directed by Melanie Mayron. It's got to be weird for these two to like reunite 20 years after 30 something on this show. Yeah. Um, in the previous season, we see that they basically just met Duncan because Arya was wearing the red coat and he thought it was Vivian Darkbloom, but it was not. It was Arya. What do, what do you think it means that Vivian Darkbloom's disguise is basically Arya? I think it's... I find it fascinating. Yeah, especially... So, Duncan's heard of Allison's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks I about always, them all the time. I always wonder, like, did, did Allison say something different about Arya? Is it not just that like she's the ambassador for the liars that Duncan has interaction with that makes him eventually suspect her? Or if, is he just like, based on what Allison's told me, you're clearly a sociopath. A little column A, a little column B, I think. Yeah, I like the, the supposition that I think is accurate. Allison didn't waste Vivian, the Vivian persona, mm-hmm. on flirting. This was solely for hunting A. And flirting with the... A- Teen pilot who might come in handy, but I think that's just that. That was just all like his his part was reading into this this romantic future. Really, yeah. it was just part of her getting to getting the dirt. Well, I think Allie's the kind of girl who knows how to get what she wants by just the mere suggestion that she might be interested. You know, her wiles. Yeah, yeah. her wiles. Yes. Her feminine wiles. Uh, Toby shows up with Jenna thing. He's escorting her around again. It's just like, row row. Oh, and yeah. Jenna just had surgery. She's got the bandage on her eye. 
Yeah, he so he'll proceed to escort Jenna right under Spencer's skin, of course. I just want to know, like, what like town car service are they hiring to drive them around everywhere? Like Half Toby, Toby doesn't can't just drive them in his like shitty truck. Some of the times he does, just like Uber blacking it the whole way. Yeah, some of the times he does. Mm-hmm. Well, even then, Jenna was like, "Lift, Toby, please. I don't agree with Uber's policies." Does Lyft have a, a fancy like black tie service or whatever? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> they just ride in Uber. Yeah. I don't um, know. They gotta get the get rid of them fucking pink mustaches. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so Hannah doesn't have a phone because of Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go around without a phone. That's like going around without a brain or shoes. <laughs> Um, this, this fantastic scene at school afterwards where Mona gives Hannah her old phone, which, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then Mona gives all the liars hand sanitizer or lotion or whatever. <laughs> like she just has them all put their hands out. It's she like, she's, them up. she's just running the show now. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in Jacob Clifton's recap, he was just like, like Mona is clearly a, I think is what he said at this point. Like yeah, the way she's running the show here. Yeah. Well, and it's it's such a masterful. I mean, I'm trying to think of the show that I I sometimes compare this to, as far as like, as the end game of the season looms, you know that the villain's going to be revealed. Is that one season of Nip Tuck, hmm. where it was like the the only season that was really super interesting to me with the Carver because I like mysteries, and it was like you knew the Carver was was going to be revealed, and they of course did the thing where like this guy could be the carver and they're like that was a red herring because of something to do with his like, sexual organs yeah um and then of course boom he was and it's like this is so masterful about just ramping mona back up in the storyline so she's in your mind and all the clues are clearly there well and you get the sense that this is how mona would prefer things to run that she mm-hmm. is you know close to hannah but also friends with the rest of them and kind of just semi-controlling their existences you know everybody take your moisturizer all right let's meet up later mm-hmm. i mean i think the way joseph Doherty put it was that you should be able to guess the answer five seconds before it's revealed mm-hmm. but i kind of think that there's a thing of tv now where it's not so much that you should be able to guess it is that you guess it and you're rooting for your answer to be right rather than i think it used to be it was like you were kind of upset that you could guess so easily yeah, you didn't want it to be obvious. Yeah, like I can't remember how many shows now where I've been like, yeah, I want it to be so-and-so. Like uh, uh, The Man in Black on uh, on Westworld, you know? And it was like, yeah, I'm rooting for this. I'm all in on this stupid theory. Well, then- I mean, I don't know if that was a mystery per se, though. It was just a, a theory that was seemingly very obvious to some people, yeah. Eh, but still, I think it still applies to a lot of mystery shows or shows of mystery elements. Like, are you, you going to be shocked when Legion turns out to be uh, disassociative and have multiple personalities and none of the characters are real? Yeah, I haven't seen that. But um, like, you know, oh, I wonder if Draco is going to be the guy under the mask on the Flash. <gasps> he is. Wait till his father hears about that. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, he said that and I was like, wait, which guy under a mask on the Flash? Because there have been like every season there's like a new villain who's like a secret, but obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ours is gonna meet with Duncan in the courtyard and Spencer. I like how she like approves. Like that seems safe. I approve. <laughs> I'll rubber stamp that. Proceed, my child. Meanwhile, Maya has run away. I believe this is after she issued that bullshit ultimatum to Emily mm-hmm. 
about like you need to the, you need to come with me to San Francisco or something. Was this like the weird swim meet get together at Hannah's house? With all her swim meet friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Maya was just being a pill and then it was just like I'm gonna run away. Cause it was like her parents like caught her with some more pot or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, my parents caught me smoking a J. And then Maya was like, I can't believe you just you, a teenager, a junior in high school, won't run away with me across the country. How dare you? I thought we had something. Anyway, Maya's okay. Don't tell. We'll we'll get to that later. That's not what Maya knew. Um yeah, Toby is a cold asshole to Spencer. Um so it makes so much more vote. sense if he was working with A at this point, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, I have to guard my heart. I'm just a dick. That fucking doctor. How dare he? Uh, well, this is like the this is like the 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 next stage of evolution of like the way Keegan plays this character, though. He's a little oh. more like aloof and cold. Oh, we'll, we'll get to the evolution. I'll point it out when it happens. It's coming up later in the next few episodes. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little teaser there. Anyway. It's going to be the hand thing in season three, isn't it? Uh, no, not quite. No, you will you might be surprised. Anyway, Duncan and Arya meeting in the quad. I love this scene. These they have two scenes in this episode. They're both fantastic. Where he's just like... First of all, I love that he asks if Arya is her real name. She's like, no, it's... It's cacophony. How did you yeah. know? <laughs> Arya's in the Radley. I wanted her to like open up her compact, look in the mirror for 30 seconds and be like, it's Arya now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have summoned Arya. But yeah, he knows Ali was Vivian's real name. And then I love her. He's just like, well, so where is she? And great acting by Lucy Hill. She's just like, oh, you know, like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is going to be awkward and painful. Because he's been out of town for like a year or something. He, like that. he doesn't read the newspaper. Yeah. 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 He's one of those guys who like he doesn't have your your face smash and your snap book. You know, he's he's off the grid. He's like Russia hack the what? Mm-hmm. Hookers peed on the what? That's crazy. Nobody would do that. And be elected. Yeah. Um, but Duncan reveals that he saw Allison the weekend she disappeared. Well, this uh, is another guy that this and. Uh, the blind guy whose name I can never remember. I feel like I w- I could see like a 12 episode run from both these guys. I'd be down with like, they're, they're just such interesting characters. And it's like, I guess the reason we don't get that is because in a mystery, you want to dangle one of these characters and then remove them. Whereas like your love interest that sticks around is just like mm-hmm. a bland slab of meat to like, you know, appease the demograph. I don't know. But like, I would have been fine seeing more of this dude. Interesting. I don't know. I find this guy fascinating. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, he's shocked that Allie's dead, but yeah, he saw her that weekend. Yep. Um, so lawyers later see Toby and Jenna uh, talking to the fire department in front of their house. Um, okay, so this is this is the genesis of the hand acting here. There's the crazy this, hand acting. Yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. one shot where it starts out with the liars and then it like pans over to like a cop that's walking across the street and then it kind of like looks over at Toby and Jenna talking to the cops and there's no dialogue here 
So what does Keegan Allen do to communicate that they're talking about some sort of explosion? He shows you with his hands. I wrote in my notes that Keegan Allen is reenacting the history of the world through hand mm-hmm. motions. Yeah, this is where it started. Um, imagine if, if <laughs> somehow Toby was rendered mute <laughs> through the rest of the show. But That'd like, be a good team up with Jenna there. If they were, they just, just need like, a, They need somebody who's deaf too, and that would complete the you know, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were just like, "Don't worry, Keegan. We're going to give you subtitles, but we also need you to do sign language." And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> let me go learn ASL." And they're like, "No, we don't think Toby does ASL so good. So just make it up." I feel like he'd be like, "Stand the fuck aside. I have this." I got this. He just starts like doing like magicians mm-hmm. hand things mixed with the OA. Um, yeah. So I love Spencer's fatalism though. She's just like, I did such a good job of screwing him up that he might say anything <laughs> Jenna wants him to. Good job, Spence. Which, wow. Way to really own a little too much. <laughs> well, and then we get a, a surprise uh, appearance from Ren. I feel like this is back when Ren could pop up at any time and it wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. like or, or any yeah. or any character for that matter. Like they could be in one seat, one scene, whatever. It wasn't like they really needed to, you know, make sure they got their money's worth or anything. But yeah, he's just there at the hospital. Even a lie would sound good in that voice. It's I mean, yeah, the the Rosewood has a cast of characters kind of like Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. If everyone in Stars Hollow like wanted to fuck Rory <laughs> or any other. Is she the young girl? one? Yeah, she's the young okay. one. I, I, can never remember. Um, she's the one who got pregnant, or is that the other one? The one that got pregnant. It's like at the end of the like the last words were "I'm pregnant" or something like that. Spoiler: Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the third hey, Lorelei people should have watched it by now. The third Lorelai is pregnant. Um, third Lorelai. Yes, that's what Rory's short for is Lorelai. What? Never mind. How? Does it really matter? I, Rory Lorelai. It's mm-hmm. she's a third? Yeah. Really? When mm-hmm. did that when when was that revealed in the show? Was that like in the first episode? In the first episode, I don't think so. Huh. That's so there's like a grandma Lorelai out there too. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Anyways, continue. By your leave. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I love Jenna talking about the old movie where the blind lady gets her sight back and wants to see all the beautiful things. Um, <laughs> yeah, for but Jenna, that lady a, was a blind old bitch. Yeah, she was a mean old bitch. This is a way for her to like hit on Toby. <laughs> Toby shoots it down in his typical classy way. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. That, I love she's undeterred. So she's like, so you have seen the movie. <laughs> I like how she's just like, I'm Jenna, by the way. She just holds her hand out to Ren. Which would have been funny. I mean, this is terrible humor if she like held it like the exact wrong direction. <laughs> Kudos for them for never going that direction. <laughs> yeah, it must have taken a lot of courage. Um, yeah, where do we go to next? Spencer's meeting up with Emily. She's sad about Toby. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Eventually, Jason shows up again to be shady. Sorry, I didn't call you back. My reserves have kind of been depleted. Well, I don't know. In this episode, Jason's all kinds of weird around Spencer when Emily is present. 
Like, what does Emily think is going on? Because they she doesn't find out to the next episode that they're related. It's like, what does she uh, think is going on this whole time? She's like, first Arya, now Spencer. Damn, Jason, you have a lot of uh, jam. It's almost like you're Peter Hazing's son. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Emily, <laughs> poor Emily playing witness to a lot of Spencer's strange interactions with men, older men. Um. Yeah, so Ella visits Ezra. I just, I love how she's like, I'm not your fucking ally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see her the next few episodes. Ella has always had her eye on her daughter as her main concern. Byron, maybe not so much. But that's all I was thinking about the whole time is her daughter. But he's not getting it. So I almost felt like Ella should just like need him right in the balls just to like get his attention. Well, they have this bit where she's like hey i just i wanted to ask you like could you think of anyone who might be threatening aria and he's just like nah nope he's like could you let me get my notepad real quick (laughs) yeah and she's like what about you and he's just like not anymore he says ominously (laughs) and it's like anyway uh thanks come by whatever yeah so uh hannah and mona scheme to separate toby from jenna as if Mona or her cousin would ever want to buy Toby's jalopy. First of all, Mona calls the cassette player declassé, which I love. Also, she mentions her schedule is really packed. I assume it's packed with the uh, A maneuvers. These mm. girls are getting hard to follow around. They're all over the place lately. They're like yeah. meeting guys from the phone company at a park bench. They're meeting mm. pilots. She's busy. Keep those balls in the air. Yeah. Um, Hannah arranges the intervention to keep Toby from Jenna, and Toby's just like, what you need to do is shut up about my sister. Have you forgotten what you did to her? Yeah. Go away, Toby. Yeah, there's Jason brings over like a new batch of crap, like in a duffel bag that my, that Maya found that was like Allison's from the, her room or something. And then, so this is a scene where Veronica shows up and everybody glares at each other and Jason has to leave. What does Emily think is happening here? She doesn't know what's going on. Well, like, well, like Spencer and Veronica have this whole conversation about him being part of the family. Emily is not showing any of these shots. It's like she disappeared because like the tulpa was no longer needed or something. Mm-hmm. Well, and for Emily, is this different than any other time that she's been over to the Hastings house? And she just tunes it out. But it's like. <laughs> Hey, Someone else bullshit. walks in, like the atmosphere gets really chilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emily crawls inside a floorboard and hides till it's over. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on to, I might put this in my top three PLL scenes here. The Duncan flying scene? The flying scene. Yeah, I fucking love this scene. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a great scene. The way he makes Arya fly the plane and then like uses her kind of like captive attention to interrogate her mm-hmm. where like she I, I, I love it it's, it's brilliant I don't know this definitely I, I would say top three this like off the top of my head I would say this the Caleb Spencer Mona scene from season seven and maybe the Ali Spencer dream sequence or hallucination from my puppet I think those might be my top three scenes yeah Caleb Spencer Hannah yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, there might be I'm sure there's ones I'm forgetting that are great but off the top of my head those are my top three Hmm. Okay. Um, also, Arya's flying a fucking plane. 
but not wearing a mask of her own face. And Duncan oh, we also, confirms, we find out metaphorically that... and non-metaphorically, <laughs> Allison did not fly with masks on. Yes, Allie also flew planes. Um, love it. I love that this is, this is something that teenagers do. Like, how old is this guy? He said he had his license never, since he was 16. You never find out. I, I think mm-hmm. that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, so other than the psychological aspects of, of Arya being put in the shoes of somebody who could have harmed Allison, um, Duncan reveals that he picked her up in Hilton Head that weekend. So she was in town several earlier than they thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a bit where Arya's just like, can I ask you a question? And he's like, was I in love with her? I could have been. Or he's like, that wasn't the question I was going to ask. <laughs> That's a weird question to ask somebody. <laughs> or he's like, no, I was going to ask you, like, what do you do for a bathroom up here? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, and he hands her a bottle. <laughs> he just rolls down a window. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Cut to down below. Who would the cutaway be to, like Garrett Reynolds or someone? Lucas looks up and he's Luke, like, things, Lucas, are, yes. things are coming all up for Lucas. And then, like, splash. Yeah. Oh shit. Literally. Which, which, five years later, Lucas is like, I've got a great idea for an app. <laughs> it's a game where you shit on people from an airplane. It's like Uber, but for sexy girls to poop in your mouth. Uh. It's called Pooper. Um... Yeah, so as we find out, turns down the associate dean job that Byron set up for him. Which what would, what would be the uh, what would be the spelling of the pooper app? Would it be like P U P R or something? Maybe well, maybe with like a little like the little like umlaut P E R with like the umlaut over the U's or something. Would that be too much? Maybe I think I think the W I think is better because that's that's simple to type out. W with double umlaut. Mm-hmm. Double umlaut. It's a free to play, of course. You just have to keep buying more, you know, gold coins to shit on people. <laughs> exactly. And somehow this is like paying for like the CEO and founder to like have a, a penthouse in like Hong Kong. <laughs> well, as I think well as a Lucas is. Lucas's genius is that he figured out how to exploit idiots like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, where were we? Yeah, maybe it's some kind of like 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 poop based Bitcoin <laughs> thing. Poop coin, yeah. Poop coin. <laughs> to which Dogecoin puts out a fatwa on him. You know, there is um, such a there's a excellent subreddit, Buttcoin. I think that that would be him there. Uh, anyway. Our Ezra here, he's about to demonstrate his very, very strict and strongly held morals and all ethical concerns, except for that one thing. <laughs> it's just like, you think you can buy me off? How dare you, sir? I'm better than you, as far as that is concerned. It's a great scene, not just because Ezra's getting on his like fucking high horse, mm-hmm. but because it's like Byron's being confronted by himself. I know it's good. They're like the the unsaid, uh, you know, things that that could be brought up here are great. You just need to add in this being like the 18th century, and both of them slowly pulling off their riding gloves and slapping the other. Also, maybe they're powdered wigs. Yeah, it's yes, powdered wigs. Uh, what gives you the right? 
to speak to me like this. All that was missing was the Ezra to be like, you and I, we're not so different, you know? Like classic villain monologue. Ezra's like, I want what you want, Byron. I just want it more from your daughter. <laughs> exactly. And then Byron pees on Ezra's couch. Um, yeah, so Emily gets an email from Maya. Peeing uh, on the she- couch, that would be a power move. He's <laughs> like, well, as a matter of fact, Ezra, I want what you want, only less. And then he just takes a leak on his couch. He hits a button on his pooper app mm-hmm. and a sexy Asian lady comes in and takes a shit on Ezra's desk. Ezra's like, what is this app? Who would think of this? Cut to Lucas just like rolling around naked in cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they don't even have um, um, Kendra the Vampire Slayer. So Emily has to read the the, the Maya. I, I thought that voice. was weird. It seemed like it should be Maya's voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I kept thinking like, wait, was Maya dead already at this point? Oh no, she wasn't. Oh um, yeah, I was I was wondering like, could this have been sent by Lyndon James, like fake? But no, she should still be alive. I I guess I just couldn't get. There's like, yeah, there's uh, enough little shitty details that are classic Maya. Mm-hmm. They're not even like Lyndon James pretending to be her. Also, uh, as serious as this is, I would also, Emily, if I were you, I would read that email from Elijah Barras about fraud protection alert. I want to know how Maya is sending that this from real. an undisclosed sender. Yeah. Like, was she using, like, like Tor or something to send this? <laughs> it's got to be super secret. Oh, the deep web, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, so, so we then get a classic Spencer Hastings line of... I thought he was being blackmailed, so I confronted him. And he denied it, and I believed him. Then I didn't believe him, so I checked the bank statements, and then he said he used the might hire detective. <laughs> Turns out it was you that hired the detective. Yeah, just typical Hastings family business. Yeah, yeah. Just usual act two in our family game night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I was talking about earlier with Byron and Ella, like, Byron really just wants to stick it to Ezra. Like Ella, like they have this big argument when Ella finds out about the job offer thing. And it's like Ella, she's thinking about her daughter and how like what what might Arya do if this all goes pear-shaped. But Byron, he just wants to stick it to Ezra because Ezra, you know, is kind of like creepy patriarchy. Like Ezra has like encroached and taken what was Byron's or something. Well, it's also like a sin has been committed. Judgment is due. And Byron is like this one to my place. Um, yeah. I, but I like how he gets really pissy at Ella about like, Oh, so you talk to him too. So he's getting mixed signals from this family. <laughs> and she's uh, just like, are you fucking pissed off at me? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took a piss on his couch. Ella, how do you feel about that? You would have liked that power move, and Ella's just like, take me to bed. <laughs> She's like, that makes no sense, Byron. I took a shit on his couch last night at home. Yeah. Um, also, Hannah helps Spencer realize that the newspaper is used to wrap Alice and shit is the real clue. Um, so Hannah and Spencer rescue Jenna from a burning De Laurentiis house. Jenna suddenly appearing in the window. Pretty creepy. fucking startling. Yeah, and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The house blows up. Jenna, not the first nowhere. time a house is going to blow up in Rosewood. Somehow Spencer is the one who gets I think Spencer is the one who gets injured because she's the one who's real. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's a lot of there's some good Jenna scenes in this episode. In the next one, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, later on, I can't remember who Spencer says this. I'm trying to remember where she says, "Don't confuse fate with just really bad luck." Oh, it's to Ren. That's right. When she's talking to Ren, and Ren's like kind of feeling out like what what's the status here? Is it fate that's bringing us together? And she's like, "No, don't confuse fate with really bad luck." Aria, are you listening to that? Um, yeah, he's he's pulling glass out of her paw, and uh, he's like, "Let's see what the carpet does back." Well, this is because Spencer's an action hero. Yeah. She <laughs> she has to go get patched up by the nurse occasionally. This scene is pretty good. It would have been a fucking amazing if Troy and Belisario was like chomping on a cigar the whole time. Ah, uh, uh, just maybe a cigarette. Yeah, maybe. And she flicks it in her eye. Um, but he's like, Spencer, I hate to break it to you, but you lead a very complicated life. And she's like, the condition's hereditary. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But when she used this opportunity to hit on her, classic Ren. Yeah, Ren is like all about like, is it is this an appropriate time to hit on somebody? Yes, I'll back off. No? All right. We're, go- we're in. We're going. Well, it's funny is that she kind of shoots him down. He's like soft hit on. Mm-hmm. And then he goes for the woe is me, like, would you agree that some certain things ha- did not happen between us? And that's when she's just like, oh, no, poor baby. I would well, change a horrible thing. She's not going to take it back. She's like, no, I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> you're, it all happened. Big, you're a great big adult gross, though. But this was a huge thing for me. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so because Jen's at the hospital, too, for all this. Uh, Toby's met her. Someone lured her there. They texted her, pretended to be Jason. Well, you get the great like moment, like Hannah. Is it true that you rescued me? Yeah, and it's just like why, <laughs> which is really depressing. Well, and especially for Hannah to counter with, "You're welcome." Yeah, yeah, they're just like, uh, whatever. You're welcome. Don't think uh, this is some kind of moment, Jenna. Even though it is. Talk to Veronica, because rightly so, it's kind of not fair for Veronica to be pissed at Jason. I mean. That's like some Cat Stark and Jon Snow bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Does this mean Peter Hastings is going to get his head chopped off by like Lucas? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> right before he does, bring he whispers, me his head. He whispers into Peter's ear about this weird app that he created, and Peter's like, "Oh, just do it, <laughs> do it, axe now, come on, <laughs> fuck this world." One more glass of whiskey. Okay, now take my neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just matched Keanu as Jason with Jon Snow. I know how to do it. All Whoa. Right. Did you see John Wick? I can't remember if we talked about this. The first John Wick? Yes, I did. The second one. I have not. Okay. Maybe you should at some point. Hmm. And when we're not going to see Fifty Shades Part Two. Oh yeah. What is that I one like called? Like Fifty Shades Darker or something? Yeah. I feel like is we that actually the title? A, uh, mm-hmm. We should start a Kickstarter to have people fund that uh, that pro date. <laughs> yeah, fund that that nine twenty five or whatever the matinee price is. <laughs> and popcorn, come on, we're not savages. I don't buy popcorn uh, at the movie theater. Okay, fun fact: I don't like popcorn. Anyway, yeah. Um, so the liars are the key, um, and they. They are the key. They know more than they think they know. That's what Allison's told them. They have half the postcard for the Lost Woods Resort. Oh, are you uh, are you moving on to the next episode yet, or are you still in the last one? This is the end of that one. Okay. Yeah. The music from the inbox starts, uh, which is 
reminds you how creepy like fur Elise is. Um, then we get into the A tag as A is planting a badge in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Garrett Reynolds badge. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move on to if these dolls could talk. This is this is a fucking episode right here. Oliver Goldstick and Mike Goldsmith wrote it directed by Ron Lagomarsino. Penultimate mm-hmm. episode before we find out who A is. This episode may be perfect. Very possibly, yeah. Like, this might even uh, Well, be... possible demerits for Ezria, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, but... Other like, Arya's not episode... at the, the classic scene because she's busy boning Ezra. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah. We open up with uh, seemingly ghost Allison, like some sort of, you know, dream sequence of Allie going through Spencer's pills and getting something out of the duffel bag that was hers. Kiss could say, Ooh, painkillers yeah. might have to take a couple for the road, <laughs> but this isn't Yahtzee sweetie. So let me ask you this. There, mm-hmm. there are basically four kind of like alley ghost scenes. We mm-hmm. don't get Aria till season three. What's your favorite? There's, Hannah in the hospital, oh, well, the Emily, hospital, Emily in the barn, Emily outside, outside the, the barn. barn, Spencer right here, and then Arya when she's sick. I think the Hannah one and this one are it's tied. Hmm. The Emily one is sweet. It's it's the least of them because I don't know. I mean, there's some there's some delicious ambiguity to everything in the other ones. I think, like not just is it real, is it a dream. But the things that she's saying, I feel like you can just pour over those lines and study them. Um, I might be partial to the Aria one most. I don't know. I mean, the Hannah one and this one, like they're all really good. But I feel like the Aria one is just extra mysterious with the, you know, why I picked you right and all that. It's the doll head. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about Aria and the dolls and her future photo- photographic fetish. Mm-hmm. But I do love this scene, too. Just the way... Allie like comes over and like caresses her her face and it's just like I love it when you get like this like you have to know the answer and all it's Mm -hmm. I mean it's on the one hand it's condescending and patronizing on the other hand it is you see why Allie likes Spencer you know I like the the transition though when Spencer you see her hand Mm -hmm. shoving the bag under the thing and then her hand doesn't move and then boom, and like the, it's daylight. Yeah. yeah, the daylight changes. Yeah. Um, Missile comes downstairs. It's freezing. Was this a dream? The door was open all night. Um, the pills are open. So just like, I could still smell her cream rinse after she left. <laughs> um, and then Emily, I love the way Emily words when she's talking about her hallucinatory dream conversation with Allison, that it still feel, felt more real in the conversation that she and Spencer were having in that car right then because Emily is a fictional character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, in Emily's favor for her scene, he had the classic line, two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. True, true, true. Which, in a way, honest gut reaction kind of took me out of that scene a little bit. Hmm, okay. Um, I can't remember if you talked about this before, but you know the 512 was taking this one to the grave? Mm-hmm. I, I think I've mentioned this before. Maybe I haven't. But it took me a very long time to realize that that was a reference to the song. Like, I think like you far mentioned too long. that. Yeah. You've mentioned that maybe off air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like for some reason, it just never connected to me. That that might be my favorite episode title of all the episode titles, except maybe a dangerous game. I love that one too. Interesting. 
it just felt right. Like I remember getting to a dangerous game and that felt like the perfect title for a finale because that's exactly what Mona and Spencer were playing. I mean, are you talking about just favorite episode title? Just, just title. Yeah, not necessarily like the episode itself, but just title itself. I feel like taking this one to the grave was so, so strong just as a title and, and fitting the episode too, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, um, can, we can do like a top five of those later, maybe at some point. I think Doherty's yeah, got say, a lot of them. I would say a lot of mine are are based on on the episode title alone, standalone, but then how well it reflects the episode, like shadow play, obviously. Well, I think Doherty has got his like, uh, you know, no one here can love or understand me. Like mm-hmm. those are just like almost not well, fair. They're so good. There's the whole bye bye Blackbird mm-hmm. duology there. But really, I, I mean, here's for all the people we get, we get more than a couple emails from people Do we? wanting to talk to us, as you know, for a paper they're working on or a mm-hmm. thesis they're working on or something like that. They found us usually through Facebook somehow. Um, and I always say, you're like, here's a freebie, like examine the works of Joseph Doherty and how music is referenced throughout his, his PLL oeuvre. I think it's fascinating. I mean, everything from fur at least to the episode, the song titles, their songs in episode mm-hmm. titles, like to just references like the Goldberg variations or like things. of late, I think of Rosewood. Like that's a solid fucking title. That's a great Twilight Zone reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the music of Joseph Doherty. There you go. That's the title of your paper. The music of Joseph Doherty. There you go. Um, so yeah, Maya texts Emily pissy because she spoke to her parents. Whose side are you on? This is, this is more than most. This is where I want Emily to be like, you know what, Maya? Fuck you. I was like, oh, sorry, Maya. I told your parents you were still, you know, alive and okay. Like, How the fuck do you even know I talked to them unless you talked to them too, you bitch? Well, it's not like, it's not like Maya, like she told them where Maya was and Maya got in trouble. You know, it's just like, hey, just want you to let you know Maya reached out to me. She's okay. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sure that's such a horrible thing for your parents to know that you're okay. You're like, you How wanted you wanted your know? parents to just be like living in terror that their daughter might be dead right now. How would she even know? I mean, honestly, if Maya was a trash can, I would kick her across town right now. I mean, I can only assume that they might have gotten she might have got either a voicemail or a text or an email or something from her parents saying, "Hey, we talked to Emily. We know you're okay. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Blah blah blah. Whatever." And Maya's just like that bitch. Mm-hmm. I need to send her a nasty email. What a betrayal. Also, I can't believe you wanted my parents to feel okay about my well-being. You should really check that fraud protection email. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you not checking that for? Are you nuts? This is Yahoo. Um, I love when yes. Mona... Or two things here. First of all, we had this cutaway to Caleb when he's calling uh, Hannah's like contraband phone. I don't know what you're talking to her on, Caleb, because <laughs> Hannah doesn't own a phone. What? It's like this like one-second shot of Caleb. Yeah. It's great. And I, I want to say we don't see him for several more scenes in the episode he's just like hello <laughs> and then when maya shows up and she's just like is that an egg white omelet oh my god mrs Marin, you put martha stewart to shame and ashley's just like you were bullshitting me entirely but please i don't mind the sunshine being blown up my ass right now mona yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah and also hannah's wearing a snakeskin pattern blazer in this episode. naturally seen yeah, um, whenever asked or whenever Mona does her uh, like her like Eddie Haskell routine, it's also hilarious. 
Mona needs to be able to reach me 24 hours a day. Well, she already <laughs> does, Hannah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so this scene of Arya showing up at Ezra's office is hilarious to me. This this scene is better than them like like than like her like losing her V to Ezra. Um you know, she's like, he's three states away. He can at least lean into it. <laughs> They're celebrating that Byron's at a conference in Vermont that Ezra turned down the job offer. And Ari's like, and besides, that wasn't a real job offer. That was just my dad trying to control our lives, which it's like, that's that's how Ezra validates himself professionally. But you're right. Um, mm-hmm. Ezra can sense that the dean is not pleased with him because, yeah, deans tend to frown on junior professors fucking the teenage daughters of other professors. At least I would hope. Well, his his thing, I think, is he's thinking that he turned down this job that the dean recommended for him. And since then, it's been chilly, um, I guess. Which is part of his line. My dad is not that powerful. <laughs> oh, as we'll she, find out about that. As she makes out for Father Surrogate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then cut to Jenna taking off her bandage, even though Toby's like, you should wait for the doctor to do that. Oh, shit. You're doing it. <laughs> The eye makeup on Jenna here. God, her eyes. Yeah, it is great. Her eye just looks fucked up. It's all red. There's a there's a red line closer to the eyeball after where the eyelash is that really freaked me out. Like, yeah, her eye looks fucked up. It definitely looks like this is a some sort of injury or surgery or trauma has happened to this eye. Uh, but apparently she can't see. She cries out of her other eye. Mm-hmm. So we think. And then later on, she shows up to apologize for, to the liars. She won't say exactly for what, for holding grudges. And they like, they don't know how to take this apology because they're still so paranoid. Like they can't. It's funny because Emily, I wanted to mention this earlier when she like, when Emily felt out kind of Maya and her like squirreliness, mm-hmm. like I think Emily has like a, a pretty strong, I don't know if you call it bullshit detector, but like she can kind of like, she's, kind of empathic i guess you would say she kind of like senses where someone's coming from because mm-hmm. she reads jenna here entirely she's just like bullshit like you guys didn't believe that and we'll find out eventually that like you shouldn't have believed that because jenna is not sorry at all well you also if you're i mean tam and Sirsok is really good with the emotion of jenna here mm-hmm. you you have to be paying attention even if you're not empathic like emily if you're not like a like a betazoid like emily here where Jenna's going to go over anger and they're like, what exactly are you apologizing for? And she's like, oh, the grudge mm-hmm. for hating you stuff. Not, not at all for like page five. Um, but before all this, Spencer shows up because she's discovered that. Allison's oh, I'm been wondering if con- you I wonder if you notice what I noticed, but go, continue. But Allison's been having a conversation with a in the classified section of the paper, OG message boarding. It's nice to see Allison call herself AD there. Yes, yes. She identifies herself as AD. Whether or not that means anything uh, to be continued in a couple of months or three months, I guess. But curious. Yeah, we we actually saw Allie highlight herself, you know, A talking to AD. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then Jenna showed up, you know, Toby was her stick slash seeing eye dog, which is <laughs> a fitting way to refer to Toby. Um, I love that at the end of her conversation with the liar, she signals that it's done because she just whips out that stick. Yep. And they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Um, so she leaves, they discuss this. Um, did Jenna set the fire herself? And Ari is like, yeah, I've heard of cutting off your nose to spite your face. And Spencer's like, but that's cutting off your whole face. <laughs> Great imagery. 
Yeah, one of the classifieds says, okay, Queen B, you win. And that's uh, from A, face-off on Sunday, Spruce Street in B, Haven. B, Haven, I guess that's Brookhaven, yeah, A. Yeah, so then Hannah and Mona interact. Mona got a text from A telling her to break up Caleb and Hannah. Um, Hannah mentions that she's going to Brookhaven with the liars and Mona's like, Oh, well, she's just like, what about Brookhaven? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, if you, if Mona was on your suspect list, she's like, just red alarms are going off right now. You know, she's like very curious to see if Hannah got an ATEX and then just like, what, what, what's this with Brookhaven? Cause she doesn't know about any of that yet. Like she was somehow see, in the dark about the whole Brookhaven thing. I could see where a viewer on first pass doesn't yet suspect Mona because they're so obsessed with the the Melissa or the Jen of it all or whatever. And this is so perfectly like seated in there. Mm-hmm. Mona knows about Brookhaven. She shows up right after they've had this, this tangential conversation about the past communication. She's inserted herself so deliciously into this Caleb, Hannah, and eventually Melissa stuff. Um, yeah, so... There's that. Then Arya finds a fax from Byron in Ella's office, uh, wanting Ella to send over Arya's transcript to a boarding school for girls in Vermont. <laughs> Arya's just like, Vermont? Bernie? Fuck that. Arya pulls out a Zippo lighter, lights it, tosses <laughs> in Ella's office, walks out. I love how we cut to her, just like she's leading the other liars to Brookhaven. She's in front of them and just kind of like bitching to nobody in particular. Yeah. She's just like, shit me off to Brookhaven. I'll show this motherfuckers what's going on. Yeah. Um, Then, coupled with how good the airplane scene is with Duncan, everything to do with the crazy old shopkeeper later and Seth. Oh my God. The fucking Seth in the window. And like, you suddenly notice that's a human child in there. And Arya is just like, nah, like jumps away. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking creepy. This is like this is a scene that could only be on PLL. Like mm-hmm. this is like the the beautiful personality of it's, this show. It's a doll hospital where there's all these like creepy naked dolls that are some of them are headless or like hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of like boxes of doll parts. It's the creepiest fucking like menagerie you've ever seen. And this lady's like super sketchy and like just constantly like deflecting and saying weird things to them. Yeah. And then watching their reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scene is terrifyingly effective on first viewing. And then on second viewing, once you know what's going on, it works on so many levels and confirms how terrible people are, um, <laughs> which is a lot of PLL to me. Um, but considering this is all a gag, because we can talk about well, it, you got, it's a gag. You got the kid just being like, that must have been awful, you know, like choking on dirt or whatever he says. Yeah. Um, but because this is a gag, like how big was the payout for all of this? She looked like she got like a few large at least. He got a lollipop. Yeah, he got a lollipop, which he mm-hmm. seems to be really invested in. Um, so afterwards, we're back at Hannah's to regroup. Uh, the other three liars are super freaked out by this encounter. Not Arya, though. This is oh, one of her usual days. Let me hit you with this line. Arya says, he's nine years old. He's never seen the sun. He probably lives in a cupboard with like 600 dolls. <laughs> yeah. Then I feel like Arya's also like, hold on. Let me write that down. That's mm-hmm. my next short story. Arya's like, anyway, this pizza, this frozen pizza, are we doing this? Anyone? <laughs> Guys? Takers? 
Yeah. You're right. This can't this can't fit all four of us. This is an Aria alone mission. <laughs> Which I need to go back. Is it can you have the screen cap up? Is that a pepperoni pizza? Um uh, let me just rewind it a little bit here. Do do there is definitely pepperoni on that, yeah. So Aria's just picking all those pepperonis off? I guess so, yeah. She's like, what is this? Or that counts. Bullshit. Yeah. Um so Spencer reveals that Jason's her half brother. The liars have to consider that Melissa and Ian might be the creepy couple. Can I derail for a moment and just ponder the awfulness of a vegan frozen pizza? Just, I'd rather download and create an account on Lucas's app. <laughs> Pooper does not have great security. Make sure you don't use a password that you also use for like, you know, your Gmail or your Apple ID. Definitely. I don't know what it, what form it takes, but you want two step verification on Pooper. You I don't really think they do. offer it. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it like there's like where some apps might have like a like a retinal thing, you know, to verify your you? It's like never mind. I'm not gonna finish that. Yeah, part. play us the brown note. Yeah. It's, anyway, it's the, it's the other eye of Sauron that you have to uh, mm. wink at the thing. <laughs> um. So meanwhile. People don't know that those are unique and they don't want to know. Anyway, Spencer reveals that Jason is her brother and they're like, huh? And Emily's just like, oh, this makes so much sense because of all those weird moments from the last episode. Oh, and then Spencer's like, oh, BT dubs. My parents consider that Melissa might have killed Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because this was back when you know, Mona slash A was really trying to set up Melissa as... Mm-hmm. Kind of like it really seems like Mona is looking for her own exit strategy here. Yeah, how to how to put a bow on things and get out of it because she's got the liar is kind of where she wants him. She's she's almost part of the gang now. Mm-hmm. Well, like I wonder though, how deep did she want to take it? Like, it didn't mm-hmm. seem like like anything that she set up to to cast down on Melissa would really end up in jail time. You know what I mean? Or, or Sooner or later, action. it would be debunked. Yeah. 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 So it's like she's just like, huh, guys, now that I'm all your I'm friend of all of you, like, I guess we'll never know who killed Allison. <laughs> who wants to braid each other's hair? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, it, even if that had worked temporarily, I don't think Mona could have resisted continuing to play the game. They're her dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get this fascinating scene of Arya and her mom. Arya goes scorched earth. Where Arya declares that the only people, the only people bullying her are her parents. Hmm. <laughs> you don't say Arya. Oh, plus, it's never really affected her. It's not like anyone hit her of a car. No. <laughs> no one pushed her off the side of a. Oh, no. I love that she's just like, you know, I could make some trouble for dad. I don't think the dean would think too kindly about him dating Stewart. Mm. Hell is just like, oh my god, who is this monster? Yeah, I love it. I love Scorcher Tharia. She's ruthless. Can you just imagine next episode? Ezra and Byron end up in the dean's office, and the dean's like, "Gosh, you guys, this is some serious allegations. I really should make some kind of pronouncement on you two, but instead, I'm going to have you both participate in the college's <laughs> troop up day." We just bought this after a successful go at the local high school. <laughs> I really wish so I could fun. remember the catchphrase for that stupid truth update. <laughs> yeah. so it's like something about breaking down boundaries. I don't know. 
Ezra's like, I'll break down some batteries like I did with your daughter. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Spencer runs into Melissa. Another great scene. Spencer shows Melissa the video of her barging into Allison's room on that night. Well, I love how she's about to go upstairs, but like, no, she just can't do it. She has to confront her about this. Yeah. And Melissa's just like, how did you get this? Well, talking about Jenna and Garrett for a minute, and Melissa's like, just because they wanted her dead doesn't mean they killed her. At the town, wanted that girl to disappear. Yeah. Um, so Spencer, here's the cold blooded thing, though, I think from Melissa's perspective. Spencer says that she doesn't think she can sit on this. She might have to turn this video in. And that's got to be hard for Melissa, who literally buried a girl alive to protect mm-hmm. her sister. Well, Melissa's just like, I've seen some videos of you and your friends. I think you might not want to turn that video in. <laughs> so later, I'm pretty sure Melissa's just bullshitting Garrett, right? But this is bullshit, too. Oh, well, uh, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to know with Melissa what she's seen. But yeah, we'll get to that later. But I think, yeah, blackmail and counter blackmail is like a part of family game night in the House of Hastings. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a whole thing with them. Like they play Monopoly and it's like like Melissa lands on like Peter's property and like he's going to charge her rent. And she's just like, you could do that or I'll tell mom about that thing in the yard. And Peter's just like, all right, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Melissa? I'm feeling magnanimous today. Why don't you go and ahead then, and roll again? And the whole game is like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Spencer's just losing her mind the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hannah gets gets, gets poker because she talks about Melissa. And like That's what you do when you have nothing. You, you bluff and psych everyone out. Yeah. Hannah knows more about gambling than fucking Lucas does. <sighs> then that's, also, I can't even tell you as a former professional gambler, like how much it makes cringe the idea that you would go all in on a fucking bracket for March Madness like it's just why don't you go play roulette like just go bet black 13 while you're at it you're just as well doing that anyway if you're gonna go all in if you're gonna play the game play like you got enough to lose like Aria bluffing your parents yeah just go play craps best odds in the casino anyway Arya comes in the next day to Ella's room at school and Ella's just like, well, we're not going to send you to boarding school. And Arya's just like, good. And Ella's like, yeah, it's because we realize you're a fucking human monster. And Arya's just like, eh, gotta do what you gotta do. I wanted her to like that weird rise up thing out of like the coffin like vampires do. <laughs> Where her spine's completely straight as she's her mother like pronounces this on her. And Arya's just like, I can live with that. Um, yeah, Emily. Oh, she's just like, you guys backed me into a corner. What did you expect? You guys can't threaten the livelihood of my gross boyfriend. Um, yeah, Emily's watching Melissa at the Speed Demon Express. Mona and Kayla were parked, about to make out to play their part of the game. Emily has I some love- very shiny lip gloss, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mona explains herself, you know, the stream makeovers they got after Allison was gone. This whole justification of her character will be super important, you know, mm-hmm. one episode from now. Mm-hmm. Mona drops that she was serial dating the lacrosse team. I <laughs> wonder um, so, if that included Mikey Montgomery. I guess that doesn't come till later. It, it will. Mm-hmm. He may not have been a lax bro yet. Yeah, so they start kissing. I just want to know, was that Euro lad that she was dating back in S1E3? Was that one of the lacrosse guys? Ex- the exchange student, Vlad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they start kissing. Caleb pulls away and she's what? like, Caleb, don't stop. We're doing this for Hannah. 
What's the name of the uh, the guy Hermione's dating? I'm drawing a blank right now. Victor Crumb? Victor. Yeah. She's like, oh, except for Victor. I wonder what happened to him. Uh, give me that feeder. Um, mm. But yeah, Mona's saying, Caleb, don't stop. We're doing this for Hannah. I ship this so hard. This is such a like, if you don't know Mona's A now, I don't know what to tell you because like she's engineered a scenario where she gets to make out with Hannah's boyfriend. Like this is so twisted and weird. And then Melissa walks out and she's just like, God, teenagers are the worst. And she just keeps on walking. <laughs> Melissa like walks out, sees us. She's just like, weird day. Mm-hmm. Real weird day. Um, the only thing better than Mona engineering situation where she gets to make out with her friend's boyfriend would be if like she could also make out with that friend on a train while wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> I feel like if I were like, I don't know, what is Melissa like 23 ish? Maybe sure. somewhere around there. You're walking out and you see like your high school sister's friends making out with some other dude who's like not supposed she's not supposed to be making out with, and you're just like, God, teenagers. Like you're just like, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then fantastically, Spencer, of course, is the one with Hannah when they're waiting for the ATEX to see if this plan works. Which is yeah. so con- fitting considering Spalup five years forward. I gotta have around the real ones there. Mm-hmm. What do you think about them withholding this info from Mona later? Oh, it's interesting. It's, well, it's since, such a tip off. Yeah. But Mona's just like, oh my God, guys, I need to go take like a shower. And they're like, great, later. <laughs> We're gonna bounce out of my own house. Mona's like waiting inside the bathroom with the shower running until she hears them leave. And then runs down to her car and drives like 130 miles an hour to get there ahead of them. Well, like, what if Mona was just a teenage girl as a friend of theirs? Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine staying over at a friend's house? You go take a shower, and when you come out of the shower, <laughs> everyone like, is gone. Like, hey, girls, w- where are you? Hello? Hello? Is there anyone here? Okay. That's Ash not funny. Like, Good prank, guys. Ashley's like, you didn't touch my bath salts, did you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Hannah's ready to take this shit to the cops. You know, obviously she's extra pissed off. Spencer's freaking out. Emily wants to show the video from Allison's room to Seth. Um, I love that Hannah refers to that kid as a nine-year-old sideshow. <laughs> um, well, Spencer really wants some sort of final confirmation before they go to the police with Melissa, which I think makes sense both from a sisterly perspective and also just because every single time they go to the cops, it, it's like they're one step behind and A's gotten one over on them. And they look like assholes. So yeah. probably doesn't hurt to get some real evidence. I would have maybe not mentioned to my friends who are a little too gung ho here that your parents once thought that she might have killed Allison. Well, imagine you're going to the cops and you're like, look, first there's this person named A who's like this mysterious cyber ninja who blackmails us. Okay, just like take that as red. Okay, so like I set up so my boyfriend was going to make out with my best friend because a was threatening us and mm-hmm. that we made sure melissa saw it and then we got a text later about it so obviously melissa is this a person and they're going to be like yeah get the fuck out of my office officer barry's like look i'm only taking your report because i lost the coin toss mm-hmm. am i being pranked am I everyone being lies yeah um they were like yeah. wait so this cyber ninja a who sees all and knows all you think that it couldn't possibly have been just someone else watching these two make out instead of your sister hmm okay 
So Artie goes over to Ezra's place, thrilled that the boarding school thing has been shelved. She she had this victory. She has no remorse at all. She's like, no. my parents think I'm horrible. Whatever, man, fire versus fire. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Blackmailed my dad. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra's like, yeah, I got fired. And she's just like, eh, more time hey, for us to hang out. <laughs> you want an omelet, Ezra? <laughs> um, yeah, Ezra's shirt also has zipper pockets. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. What the it's, fuck is that? Yeah, you'll see it more in the next scene. It's yeah. really weird. Mm. I couldn't stop staring at his weird pockets. Um, this is, by the way, like a dress shirt. It's not like a jacket or something. No, yeah. no, it's a, it's a He's nice wearing a tie, tie on top of this. At first, I was like, oh, that's a nice shirt. And I was like, what the fuck are those zippers doing on, on your pockets? Um, mm-hmm. What kind of creep? Yeah. This, yeah. this, should have this told kind of people, creep. Yeah. yeah, this should have told people it was up. Um, yeah, so Garrett just parks outside Jenna's house, watches it. Ugh. Uh, Jenna shows Toby page five from the autopsy and plays dumb about its contents. I think the police Toby, should see it. Yeah, ask Toby to take her to the police station. And he's just like, should I take you or should we call Uber Black? <laughs> She's like, Toby, I'm not riding your shitty truck. Spencer bought it. Which also, I you got believe, dumped in it. I couldn't believe that he was trying to sell it earlier, too. Um, yeah, I don't know what was up with that. Like, what was that just something where like Mona was inquiring? So he showed her some pictures. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He thought he could get maybe he could dupe Mona into paying more. But yeah, Jenna's just like, no, not Uber. I keep. You know, voice command trying to download the Uber app. I keep getting something called the Pooper app. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just drive me. Um, so we get the the grand chaos at the doll hospital. Follow me, end up like me. Just uh, like me, follow me, end up like me. Oh my god, this fucking scene is amazing. Uh-huh. The little American girl doll of Allison in the dirt of a shovel and a yellow top and the bloody side of her head. <laughs> bloody side of her head. I love that in the season four finale, they mirror that same bloody head wound. Well, can we talk about the random like shot as they're walking by of eyes moving behind one of these doll, yes. like baby doll faces? Oh, my God. It's like shit your pants moment here. Yeah. Yeah. They they open this thing and this tableau inside the cabinet. <laughs> Allie doll holding the shovel. I love that. Bloody. Mm-hmm. Follow me. End up like me. And then all this shit just starts like like shells are being knocked over and whatnot i assume this is mona here she like whipped it over mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. to make this happen um they get the fuck out of there this this is so surreal i remember watching this for the first time just thinking like holy shit like this sure. this has gone to the next level mm-hmm. well i mean yeah dolls start cascading around there's a coughing of weird doll sounds liars run out of there it has to be mona because later on the shopkeeper is just like well, this is like a bigger mess mm-hmm. than I expected or whatever. Um, well, you got like the monkey, like playing the symbols. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all these dolls falling from shells. Yeah. What's great about all this too, is that at this point, Mona knows Allison's alive and she's still mm-hmm. just fucking so hard at these girls. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we so- also know that Mona, she definitely attacked someone with a shovel. Like she attacked mm-hmm. Bethany Young. Like she was willing to murder, basically, in the in the heat of the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's dangerous. Yeah. And she seemingly tried to kill Jenna in the last episode. Because she said earlier, like she's like Mona was talking about how like she hoped somebody takes Jenna's cane and like beats the shit out of her with it. And 
like sorry not sorry like that was definitely a as you know moda trying to get rid of jenna there yeah and she may or may not have killed mrs potter um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean and plus you know we don't talk about in this episode but you know she basically has the uh well she wouldn't hurt a fly Mm -hmm. ending from uh mrs uh bates but yeah so Ezra's going to have to leave. He's going to go to his parents' house, maybe try to regroup. Ari and Ezra are being separated. Uh, Gemma Hayes' cover of Wicked Game starts playing. He doesn't mention that his parents are like millionaires. Yeah. 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 Real rough. Real tough. Um, it's a decent uh, cover of Wicked Game, although I still prefer Giant Drags. Yeah. I just like Gemma Hayes. I'm glad she's an artist getting some play. But also, like, what a great song for these two to finally have sex, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which. What a Wicked Game. I mean, I tweeted something about how like Betty had the the talk of Archie on Riverdale about that PLO always missed, but it's like it's the vein is there. What what talk? I haven't been watching that show. So basically, she's just like telling him like Archie, this is not okay. Like you can't be sleeping with a teacher. This is super gross and weird. Oh, he's the one fucking the teacher. Yeah, he's doing the Pacey and Tamara thing. Okay, um, he's the main character though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's more um, of a Dawson, but yeah, I get your meaning. But oh god, it's such a Betty and Veronica. Should show. I watch that show? I don't know. I'm tempted to say yeah. I know I, a lot of people want us to watch it and recap it, but yeah. I'm. What is there? Like, is there like at least five Riverdale podcasts out there now? If there is, I'm done. Like, I don't. I'm not even considering. Nah, we office, could but. we could take them all. I'm just saying, if we wanted to. Hmm. Well, I I want to say with the top rated one is those bald move guys, just as a joke, like doing one not watching the episodes and just basing it on like the previously ons or something. So mm-hmm. I feel like we could take them. The, the thing about the Riverdale show, what I think is interesting is that it's almost like take you and I who never read Archie comics. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, I have a passing knowledge of who the characters were and I, and I've mostly experienced them through like other, I, my passing other knowledge media. is like Veronica a brunette basically, but sure. Yeah. Well done. Uh, like other media talking about them, seeing the comics on the the rack at the supermarket constantly. And then it's like, I feel like the show is almost like if you were to ask me to like pitch some kind of dark version of Archie, but like to cast it with primarily like 90s influenced actors. Like, like of course Luke Perry's gonna, in it, right? Luke, well, like, yeah, of course I'm going to bring in like actors from Twin Peaks, 90210 and Scream. <laughs> of course Who's I'm going to Scream is in it? Skeet Ulrich. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, Not exactly Nev Campbell. But uh, the guy who who's doing it wrote a really interesting play version of Archie years ago that was banned by the Archie company, in which Archie was gay. I think it's an interesting background. Is that anyway, for so, Lanty or someone else? No, no. It's uh, Roberto... Uh, Benini? No. no. <laughs> this fucking Italian guy's version of Archie. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Roberto anyway. Sakasa. Yeah. Um, he's a comics guy. So Spencer and Hannah, Emily are going to give to go to the cops. And then discover Melissa and Garrett are downstairs. They're together. Oh. They're kissing. They're smoking. Well, let, me, uh, let me ask you this. This relationship here, is this real? I like, don't is, think so. Is Melissa just so. using him? She kisses him. So. Obviously, it's like not completely false, but I feel like she's just I, using him. I totally took this as her just playing him. Yeah. She's like, I need some jackass to take me to fake Lamaze class. Like, you'll yep. do. Like, Jenna excommunicated you. I can use you. 
I think Melissa's got a scam here because um, he's so unnerved by everything. And the way she's like trying to reassure him is. Well, this guy's that. about to fucking draw his piece because he feels annoyed. Here's a noise upstairs. Yeah. It's like, uh, dude, it's probably just her sister. Which best like a shooter. Or, best or worst case scenario is probably just your little sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really worried that she took the video of the cops. And Melissa's like, stop worrying. I've been scaring her since before she was born. <laughs> um, is this the same chief here? Like, no, I think this guy's different. Okay, I don't this have the, the patience Robert to look guy. up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so they show up, they arrest Garrett for the murder of Allison. There's this great shot as Melissa looks past Garrett, making eye contact with Spencer at the top of the stairs watching this. Just like, you bitch. Well, I feel like Spencer is just like even more concerned about the wrath of Melissa than she is about Garrett, the potential murderer of her friend. Well, we didn't watch episode 225 but the theft of the yogurt from Arya yep. is one of the all-time great power moves for sure you're really uh you're really big on power moves taking someone's yogurt and just walking off with it mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. amazing i feel like there's a, a high school yearbook student who once talked to you about power bow movements for his app <laughs> okay. um and then uh, we see Jenna at home taking off her makeup after the police station visit, swatting a fly in the mirror and smiling at herself in the mirror. Bitch can see. Bitch can see. Uh, okay, this. so that detective has been in a couple episodes. He was in uh, one in the next season, too. Okay. Um, yeah, so or Jenna's kind of manipulated this whole thing of Garrett. Uh, then we get the A-tag back at the doll hospital, the old lady cleaning up. Get her big envelope of cash. A gets <laughs> gives stuff the giant lollipop. <laughs> it's like one of those like Disney lollipops, yeah. Yeah. It's the lollipop that uh Kramer has in the backwards episode of Seinfeld. Only yeah, that that one's even bigger, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff your sorries in a sack. <laughs> anyway, that was 224. God, I loved all these episodes. So much mm-hmm. fun. All of them classics, I would say. Obviously, we find out who A is in the next episode. I might go watch that when we're done here. But hmm. in general, a great collection of episodes. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think the if you're looking for something to tie together this half of the season, I really feel like it's like they're really laying track for Mona. Like if you didn't catch a track they were laying, I don't know what to tell you, but they're really setting it up so that it's it's if if you're if Mona's on your radar, you should be kind of heartened to see that you're on the right track mm-hmm. but even even without that i feel like they're doing the work they need to do so that mona doesn't feel like some bs or something so that like it's definitely not out of nowhere right so let's see what should we move on to next so you know an episode i have not seen i've not rewatched quite a lot is uh actually 301 it happened that night mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, we haven't done a premiere in a while, so we can do that one. Uh, let's see. There's Kingdom of the Blind, where Hannah finds out about Jenna. That girl is poisoned with the birthday party. This se- this half of the season's a little fuzzy for me, I think, in general. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 307, crazy. I think that's a pretty good one. It's got Mona. Hmm. There's there's some really good Mona stuff in this, I want to say. I mean, she spends pretty much 3A in Radley, right? Mm-hmm. 
Should we do 304? That's the one where Nate St. Germain shows up. Sure. So let's say 301, 304, 307, and then what? We can't do the con game. We did that already. Right. Um, uh, single freight female. Which one's that? I don't remember a lot of these. I think single freight female might be the one with CC beating the shit out of the the snakes. Uh, is it the mannequin leg? Yeah, let me see. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when CC was 307, one... wasn't she? Mm. I think so. Yeah, CC she... is 307. So we already got that one. Um, this is the one where there's a great flashback of CC and Allison making fun of Paige. Is this also the one where in the A tag you realize for the first time there's two A's? I think so. One hands the key to the other. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Like a jukebox or something. Single freight female. Uh, we could do that one. It's 11. Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. good to me. All right. So we're going to do 301, 304, right? Yeah, birds of the feather. So we'll do it happened that night, 301. Birds of the feather, 304. Crazy, 307. And single freight female, 311. And I kind of I'm bummed that we haven't done the Halloween ones, but I feel like those have all gotten their fair shake as well. So we probably don't need to do them. Yeah. Um, going back and doing these rewatches and like touching on some of the various references in the show that we we didn't really go into the first time around. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Halloween train one will cause us to explode. My feeling is all that the Halloween one was a lot of fun, but didn't have nearly as much to do with the rest of the show as people think, you know? Yeah. Like the mystery was not really like, like the, the ghost girl from three thirteen. I don't think she means anything. You know? Well, if, if you're, yeah, if you're spending too much time on that, you're, you're missing everything else. But I mean, just, and also just like homage wise, Doherty packs a lot in there. Mm hmm. Um, All right, so yeah, one, four, seven, and eleven. That sounds like a good grouping. Let me write that down. So once again, I don't have to listen to this episode to remember what we agreed on. All right, now it's written down. Any hoodle? Did you get any feedback? Oh, we just got the email from Barrett. Okay, well. If you want to send us some feedback, if you have some thoughts on the episodes we're covering or will be covering, feel free to send that to broswatch. Uh, I can't even talk. Broswatchpll2 at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website page, which is broswatchpll2.com, and uh, let us know what you think. And we'll see if we can bring it up on the next podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about those four episodes in 3A yep any last thoughts no we'll see you then alright bye bye